Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 59, The Last Jedi Review. I'm your host, Brian Seddon. I am joined by Chad Viss. Greets. And Dave Mann. Never tell me the odds. So, The Last Jedi has been out. We have seen it multiple times. Um, We are recording this on Sunday, December 17th. So, um, it's had a couple days to marinate. Um, I've seen it twice. I think all you guys have seen it twice. So, the plan is we're going to... Just kind of give like what our gut reaction was, just real quick, um, and then we're actually going to jump in and review the movie. You know, we're going to actually go through the storyline and review it that way, and then kind of give some more of our thoughts at the end of this. So, you know, I don't know how long it's going to go. In the coming podcasts, in the coming weeks, you know, we'll jump into the you know some of what Ryan Johnson's saying now that the movie's been out. Um, some of the visual dictionary, Dave's got. Um, his hands on that and i think chad and i will probably try to get our hands on it as well um and then you know so there, there's going to be a lot to break down over the next you know weeks and months um as we kind of dive into this because this changed everything without a doubt um and for those that are wondering where b is he has not seen the movie yet um so we didn't want to have him on here and spoil it for him even though he said someone already did but um when he's uh, after he's seen it and he's able to talk about it, we'll we'll have him back on the podcast. So, guys, Chad, we'll start with you. Gut reaction. Huh, okay. Uh, so I went to a packed theater, second showing of the night on Thursday, and I was enthralled the entire two and a half hours time. When it got done, beside the fact that I had to pee, I sat there, and the only okay. thing that went through my mind was. I didn't know. I didn't know how to feel. Like it <laughs> I my we got out and I went with my wife and my two oldest kids and my wife was ecstatic. She's like that was a roller coaster of emotions. There's so many good things and nostalgia things and new things. It was just awesome. The best movie I think I've seen all year. Wow. And I was I was like quiet about it. And she's like, "What is your problem? Why are you not excited?" And I was like, "I don't I don't know." She's like, "Did you not like it?" I was like, "No, I liked it. I liked it a lot." But I, it, I felt like I had to process what was happening. And it wasn't like The Force Awakens for me. Where I was like, yeah, let's just I'll turn around and see it again right now. Let's go. And I think I saw that six times. And I was excited and, and really hyper. After this one, I, was, I, was, I enjoyed it. But I felt maybe a little underwhelmed at first. Like that was like the very first after everything processed. And it took me a while. It took me the night to kind of sort out how I felt about it and even I still didn't even really know but I the glaring th- feelings were underwhelmed for a cert- for some questions I had that weren't answered so overall my initial yeah. reaction was just like huh that was good but I don't know I don't know how I feel about it <clears throat> and that holds true after the second viewing of that because I know you saw it again no. just today no after after seeing it a second time and I think not having the expectations that we had set up for our sorry about that 
<laughs> my chair just went down. Uh, the, the expectations that we set up for ourselves with like our predictions, right? And I had some pretty crazy predictions. And I had these theories and thoughts that would just, the movie was just going to be, I don't think the movie could ever have, have attained to. And so my first viewing, it didn't hit those, and I was a little underwhelmed. Going in the second time, knowing what I was going to see, I was able to appreciate it more. And I did like it and enjoy it much more the second time through. There are still some things about it that I maybe still am a little disappointed by, but I liked it overall a lot more. Fair enough. Dave, what uh, what was your gut reaction first and second my, time you saw it? My gut reaction. Well, the first, I love the movie, okay? When I... Or, or I should say, I in, I really enjoyed the movie the first time I saw it. Um, sitting there, seeing a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This the music, instant smiles, like it just made me feel like let's go, let's go. Um, and it started off great for me, and then as we kind of got into the nitty gritty, there are a lot of times, and I, it, looking back at it, I got in hindsight. I realized I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't expecting to feel what I felt, and so I didn't know how to categorize wh- where I was at. Um, and because there was a lot of things that were like, "What?" Like I didn't expect that. Okay, um, this is different. Uh, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm, that that's cool. And then it's back to like, I, like, wow, I, I didn't. Exp- how are they gonna like retcon that? What's happening? And then, but I still was like, it's still Star Wars, right? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this movie. I really like it because it's Star Wars. And then at the end, when I'm walking out, I'm going, huh, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's not like when The Force Awakens was done, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have so many questions. I have so many theories. I have, like, oh, my gosh, my intense. I walked out of this one, and I'm like, like, a lot of cool stuff happened, but like, where's where do we go from this? Okay, like, yeah, I I didn't know. I was I like, the word that Chad used underwhelmed. I agree with that. Like, I walked out of there feeling like not wanting to admit it to myself. Yeah, that I might not have liked this movie as much as I really expected I would, and so I I saw it Thursday night. Um, Friday went by. Saturday went by. I went to see it again this this late afternoon, like at 4.45, 5 o'clock. So it's still fresh on me. But I read an article that Chad kind of linked us to, and uh, we, maybe we can talk about the article later, I don't know. But it gave me some perspective where I was like, you know what? I mean, I already planned on seeing it again because that's just – I had to. I owed it to Star Wars. I owed it to myself. But after seeing reading this article and looking at it through a different perspective – I saw a lot more. I think I would have seen a lot more anyways because it's my second time. But I did see it from a different perspective that really made me like this movie a lot more. Like, not just, okay, I came out like, yeah, all right, I like it a little bit better. I liked it a lot. And there's still some things that I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. maybe I, I wouldn't have done it this way. It would have been cool to see this. But at the end of the day, I'm really excited about what's coming. Even though... We really don't have, you know, J.J. left us kind of a map. Kind of something that, you know, this one doesn't. We don't know what's happening. Literally, and we'll talk about this later, that the reset button has literally been hit. So for me, and I I agree with both you guys, 
to an extent here. <clears throat> I saw it. Uh, excuse me. I saw it on Thursday night. I saw it with a couple friends. But one of those friends is is um, is a really big Star Wars fan, like myself. Is into the mythology and all that stuff. And um, <clears throat> so I think I think there's a a difference between those that are kind of like ourselves, where we're really into Star Wars and we're really into the mythology and the and the story and and then just the casual Star Wars fan. Um, so when when I saw the when I saw it on Thursday night afterwards, my my the word that kept coming in my head was I was disappointed. It was a good it was a good movie. Um, it flowed cinematically. It was very impressive. Right. I mean, we saw some amazing things, some amazing shots. Um, but they, I felt like my feeling was at that time, you kind of took a lot of what was in force awakens and just kind of threw it in the trash. Um, you didn't answer a couple questions that I wanted answered. You killed off my favorite character, um, in a way that I didn't necessarily agree with at the time. Um, and and you and again you, you kind of change you messed with Star Wars and and, and I I felt like I, I said it to another friend we were texting the next morning um, I walked out of there feeling like this is not my Star Wars anymore like like the Force Awakens still felt like my Star Wars and then after the Last Jedi like okay this isn't my Star Wars anymore it's it's They've kind of moved it on to the next generation is, is the way I felt. So I saw it again then on Friday morning with my family and I actually walked out of there enjoying it a lot more. Um, and I think it, I think it's for guys like us and for other Star Wars fans that, you know, really love Star Wars and are really invested in the story and are into the mythology of it. Um, you gotta you gotta process it first. You right because it's a shock. Like it's a shock, and you have to be able to let go of the theories that you had and the speculation and the way that you thought the story should go or was gonna go. You had to be able to let go of all that and to be able to enjoy it. And that's what I did in the second time. And and to be honest with you. I would rather watch The Last Jedi multiple times than The Force Awakens now because there actually is so much in it. I mean, there's things when I watched it the second time, things I picked up on that I didn't pick up on it on the first time. And it's one of those movies where you could watch it several times and probably pick some things out of it, you know, over and over again. So um, similar to you guys, the first time I saw it, pretty unsure. Second time, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Am I completely happy with some of the choices that were made? No, but I do I do accept it, um, and I I actually think after my second viewing, it's actually better than The Force Awakens. Although I don't agree with everything that they did. So that said, let's go ahead and just jump into the movie. Um, so obviously we got the Star Wars crawl. Um, we won't jump into that too much, other than it, it kind of laid out the fact that the you know, the, the First Order is really, you know, um, strong and the Resistance is still uh, struggling. They're trying to get to Luke Skywalker. 
get him to come back to to spark the hope again and that's kind of what the theme of the movie is about it seems like part of the theme is is reigniting that that spark that hope um but anyway we got our first you know everyone always wonders how's how's the movie going to open usually it's a shot of a ship we kind of get a uh a different shot where it zooms into a cruiser and we see the uh um transport ships taking off they're flying through space um so an interesting shot i was okay with that but then we uh um we see they're trying to evacuate the planet that they're on and um i'm just going to jump to the main part of it I, we I see do like i just want to interject before you get any further i do like that they recalled that little star wars like whistle right before it dropped down that little tune where it's like a pan flute that they played at the beginning of several other Star Wars movies when they panned down to the planet. Oh, yeah. I think the you know had... music I'm talking about. I think so. Yeah, it's it... real short. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I think yeah. they do that in Empire. Um, but the uh, so you know, like one of the main shots then we got was, um, oh okay. So I thought it was cool when they're on the planet and you see, and I can't remember the character's name, but Carrie Fisher's daughter in real life. You know, they're looking up, and they see the Star Destroyers come in. Like, mm-hmm. that was a cool shot, um, seeing that from the planet view. Um, but then we get Poe. Um, cool shot of Poe, just one X-Wing in front of all these Star Destroyers, in front of the Dreadnought. Um, that was a very cool scene. But um, I wanted to get your guys' opinion there. You know, we started to get some of that Poe humor, um, where he's talking to Hux, and it's like, who's this? You know, I'm, I'm holding for, for Hux, and he talks about his mother. Um, mm-hmm. well, what are your guys' thoughts on some of that humor right there? Some of the humor, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Some of the humor throughout feels a little forced, maybe. No, right. No pun intended. But that with his whole masks comment from the from Force Awakens, it's like, you know, who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? Right. Um, yeah, that's it, Poe. It's in line, yeah. It's in line with his personality, so it's not... It could feel a little like out of place, but it doesn't because of they kind of established that it was. Well, it was and fun. it was a it it was also a plot point as he was stalling. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He was stalling so that they could get the uh, transport ships off the planet and be able to jump into light speed. So, all right. So, yeah, you know, um, it does fit his character. So I think it served it served his character well. Some of the other humor, you know, I could I could go without. Um, and some of it was okay, and I'm sure we'll hit those points later. Can I? But, um, yeah. Can I point out like this is goes into that specific scene, you know, and uh, him and BB-8 are kind of conversing, and he's like, "Happy beeps, BB-8, happy beeps." Um, I can't remember if it was you guys or someone else I was talking to, but the line I got a bad feeling about this was nowhere in the movie. Um, like no one v- said it in English. However, um, it has been insinuated that BB-8's little beeps before poe goes up to start his little conversation with hux and he says happy happy beeps bb8 and then leia says i'm kind of with the droid on this one uh that is indeed bb8 saying i got a bad feeling about this and so the line technically is in the movie just not mm. in english just not the way we uh, are accustomed to it no, that's cool i thought i did hear that um after the fact so so very nice uh some star wars tradition there being uh Paid some homage to. So, um, you know, after they kind of go back and forth, Hux and Poe, Poe fires up that uh, that that rocket on the back of his X-Wing. I don't, I don't know what that is. 
an afterburner. But um, takes off to, uh, shooting the cannons on the dreadnought. Um, but he's directly disobeying a, an order from Leia. Um, his plan is let's take out this dreadnought. When do we have a chance to do this? Um, calls in for his reinforcements. Um, some cool flying scenes. You know, we see the X-wing. His X-wing do like a 180. Um, but and then that's when we're introduced to um, Paige, uh, who is Rose's sister later in the movie. And um, we see all of a sudden we start to see all these bombers get destroyed. Um, and uh, she's the last one. That was a pretty cool scene. I like that. Um, you know where she. Uh, the ship gets shot. She falls down on her back. She's laying there. Kicks the ladder. The remote comes falling down, and you think she missed it. And all of a sudden, you see the hand grab it. And uh, it was a, it was a pretty moving little moment there. You know the sacrifice. They it, they were shot very well. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a good scene. Any thoughts on that scene for you guys? It was it was really interesting to already that soon in the movie be at a a. <clears throat> ending like Critical like moment. a lot of movies you think would end that way like that's the final thing and that's the sacrifice to save and it's like man like we just we just saw a big sacrificial play to make this happen and we're just getting started like yeah. that fight I thought <clears throat> the whole thing was really really well done um, I've heard some criticism about like, well, they used to have, like, Y-wing bombers. Like, they could fly as fast as the X-wings. Like, why did they use those? Of course, they had way more bombs on these right. frigates. Um, I was kind of like, uh, that really sucks that they can basically be chain reaction taken out. Like, all <laughs> yeah. of them are gone, yeah. like, at once almost. So I'm like, dang. Like, a little bit more, like, maybe make, maybe what happens to the... All of them made it. Yeah, like, what about if... I know they only had one, and it took the whole dreadnought out. Like, why did they need so many? They knew they were gonna not be able to all get there. And also, like, it really sucks that those little ships can't have the type of shields that the big ship has, where they just bounce off and don't ever hit it. Yeah, because yeah. it was like just one little piece of debris hit the outside of that ship, and it just blows up. Yeah, and I was kind of like, ah, well, Bombs I mean. Arms. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. It sucks. Yeah, but... There's a lot of stuff, because it's Star Wars, you buy it because you're a fan, and you're not going to try to, like, retcon every little thing and, like, no. all science. I mean, this doesn't... Because there's a lot of that stuff in this film. Science a lot in this film. Yeah. Where it's like, you have to accept that this is how science works in this universe, not, you know... Right. We'll talk about some of that later. But overall... Shot really well. I know it's a lot of it's CGI, and because we're not actually filming in space. But... It looks but yeah, it was really good. That that scene where Poe is freaking out and the little humor with BB-8 where he's running, he finally just uses his head to connect the all oh. the stuff together. See now, I and don't Poe know if I shoots liked when he stuck his head in the thing and like, but he had to do something. But it, that was like Star Wars humor. My what I yeah. point I was getting to, it was so freaking cool when Poe grabs the side of his X-wing because yeah. he knows the gravity the and he spins it around. Kind of like how Ray did in in The Force Awakens with the Falcon, spins around and you see the the stormtroopers like look up like where and he just blows them up like that was cool. There's a there was I mean, another cool. I was shot. sitting there like yes. There was this another is awesome. cool shot where it was like an over the top shot and you could see Poe like 
in the cabin, you know, in the cockpit yeah. of the X-Wing. And uh, that that was another cool shot too, another so visual gonna, that I don't think we've seen. Are we gonna Are we gonna say or talk about this? This have Poe growing up next to the forest tree. He's got some. He's gotta have some. I was just gonna say. Oh my gosh! I was just gonna say. Have we not? Some. Has this movie not shown you that how did Luke, that all your how theories did Luke, are wrong? Right, but how, I Luke was just was gonna say pilot, this, this movie is. reaffirms again. The, every time I go back and watch the Force Awakens. I, what I saw at the end of Force Awakens is what basically with Poe is what you start off with in this movie where you realize Poe's like really good. Like the first time you see Poe, when we've seen X-Wing fighters through all of the movies and Starfighters through all of the movies, you know, mm-hmm. and we saw Anakin do a lot of cool stuff in the prequels and everything. And then Luke was doing, you know, you know, that's old technology. The movies were older, you know, it was still cool. But when you see Poe the first time when he shows up uh, at Maz Kanata's place, and and basically the camera follows him around the whole time from uh, yeah. Finn's perspective. That's like he just took out like eight uh, Tie Fighters, yeah, he's like just, in like like in like seven seconds. I don't think that means and was he flying has a around force, though. He just he's just but a I'm good saying pilot. they started showing stuff that you hadn't seen before. And then at the end when he <laughs> flies in to the Starkiller base and takes out all those things, it just. It, watching it later, you go back and you look and you and you realize he's really, really, really good. Like he doesn't miss. He he's very good with flying it, but also he just knows exactly what to do, exactly what to shoot. And then when you show this one, he's just the one guy taking out all the cannons, spinning around, doing all the stuff. It's like he's just really good. Like there's nobody we've seen fly an X-wing like that. He's incredible. He's really good. Makes you wonder. Now it, yeah. All right. Well, it does. So then we, um, so let's move along. We're just like in the first few minutes of the movie here. <laughs> um, so then, uh, you know, so we see Paige gets uh, sacrifice herself, um, but the dreadnought goes down, and uh, somebody's not happy about that, and that would be Snoke. Um, so we get a cool scene with Snoke and Hux. Um, Snoke appears through the hologram with his big head, and okay. Uh, that part. So how freaking cool was that? That part, I audibly yelled like, I was like, wow, you know, I was just like, I made a uh, a noise out loud in the movie theater when that when he well, when also he, like slams him on the ground. That's the first time we saw him use the force. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think yeah, right. yeah, maybe it is. But that was it that was, was really the first cool. time we saw him use the force, and and not only did he use the force, this is the first time. We saw someone use the force, like he like through a telegram or a uh, uh, hologram. Not a telegram. Hologram. hologram. No, we've seen Vader, that. We saw, Vader choked Vader the guy through that. a video yeah. screen. Did he? Yeah. It was in yeah. Empire or Return of one of them. He's he, done it a couple when times. You promote, yeah, when you promote somebody, he just chokes them from from where he's at on a completely another ship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Out. I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I always thought Vader he was on the same that. ship with him. But that was really cool. That, it that was still cool. was cool. It was cool. But it was the first time we saw Snoke yes. do anything because we didn't know what he. We knew he wasn't a Sith, right? Right. They've said that. But we didn't know what his powers were. We right. didn't know what he was capable of. Mm-hmm. And other than really, I mean, again, we're looking at old movies back in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. We've seen Vader lift people up off the ground choking them we've seen him throw stuff around in the prequels we see a lot more 
acrobatic stuff from Jedi's things that we you know they can do all this kinds of stuff and people getting thrown and stuff but this started bringing like we we referenced it last on, on our rea- or our uh, predictions thing this is kind of like the force unleashed type force powers we're starting to see mm. you know we've heard about these things in in some of the books and stuff and then in Rogue One we see Vader literally start throwing people around and that's as far as the films go Basically, just throwing people around like that is, I unless I'm forgetting something, like that Vader scene was intense, where you're like, holy crap, like, you know, throwing people up in the air, holding them up there while he's fighting somebody else, and all that stuff, and then now you have Snoke, who just pulls him down, spins him around. Yeah. It, it was, like, stuff was starting to get cool. I was starting, and we'll get into this, but that was where I was like, yes, like, show me more Snoke. I gotta figure out this guy. Yeah. What is he capable of? Um, so then we, uh, so, you know, the resistance gets away. They, they jump into hyperspace, you know, they're going in a light speed. And, um, um, but you know, when, when Snoke is doing that to, to Hux, Hux says, well, I, you know, they're on a leash or, or tied on, or the on end a of string. string. Yeah. So, um, and then we, you know, obviously we come to find out that there's a, uh, a tracking, uh, they're able to track through light speed, um, which is a new thing that they've developed somehow. And, um, and we'll get more into that later, but, um, and you guys can help me out if I'm forgetting anything. Uh, we see, uh, Kylo gets called into Snoke and, uh, this is just after Hux has told him his plan about the, uh, the tracking and we see Snoke, uh, basically dress down, uh, Kylo. And uh, tells him to take the mask off, tells him how he's a failure, and, you know, he thought he was going to be the next Vader. And, uh, you know, it was that was another great scene where, um, and I can't remember the entire play-by-play, but, you know, Kylo gets pretty angry and, and kind of lunges towards Snoke. And we get to see Snoke use Force Lightning, but it was like... It was like a lightning bolt or something. Like It was almost like he snapped his fingers. And, and lightning, lightning just appeared, yeah. not out of his hand, but appeared around Kylo and threw him back real quick. Yeah, and that that was another it was like, part. It was where... like he, it was like he was flicking a fly almost. Yeah, no, I, that was another part where I like was audibly, you know, making noises. Was, you know, because that that was awesome. And and again, that's you got to see like, wow, Snoke is is powerful. You know, never seen that before like that. Um, but but. The second time around, I didn't notice this the first time. The second time around, I, what I also noticed there is that Kylo, that's the, we just basically saw Kylo stand up to Snoke real quick. Like for a second, like uncontrol- like like his rage yeah. or his anger. He wasn't thinking and it's like he talked back to his parent and got slapped. Yeah. And you didn't see that before. I mean, when, when you saw him talk to him in the... The hologram thing in the in the Force Awakens, you know, he would he was passionate when he was talking to him, but he was never like disrespecting him or anything like that. So this is the first time you realize, well, he's to, huh, you know, and I, I like Kylo. He, he's telling Snoke, you know, I I've done everything you wanted me to yeah, do. I gave you everything. I killed Han Solo. You know what I mean? So and Snoke calls him out and says, "Well, you know, you're still conflicted about that." I I think at that moment, Kylo is 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 mad at Snoke, you know, having him kill his dad, which Chad, I mean, can we finally admit now that, that Kylo killed his dad? Sure looks that way. 
Okay, I appreciate that. I think I also want to point out I, I did like when Snoke says take that ridiculous thing off. <laughs> the mask. Um Yeah. This because Kylo's sitting there going, I'll give you everything I love. <laughs> Everything you have. It sounded like they made Take it that more ridiculous distorted. thing off. It sounded like they made it more distorted at that moment. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so, anyways, and then we also. Get, hey, wait! Yeah. I'm gonna go in, going going back here. But it did. Does Hux look more dark and sinister to you in this movie? I uh, look more pasty. <laughs> I don't know. I it's like it, it, more dark. They they made the bad guys like Kylo too. I mean, Kylo's beat up. I, I don't. Yeah, but he looks more like literally like darkness is taking over well, towards him. Towards like, the end, and we'll talk veins, about it. Yeah, that like, was towards the end you started to see that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, Almost like stuff you've seen in some video games. Or like, yeah. uh, Chad, when in Mass Effect, when you go more the dark, yeah, the, started, the evil like side with Shepard. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's almost like that was starting to happen. Yeah, we'll talk but I, about but I, that. I noticed that in... Uh, I didn't know if it was just something that was specific to Kylo or if maybe it looked like they were just making the bad guys look really evil. Because here's one thing that I definitely noticed. This is not, I mean, obviously by name, but this is not the Galactic Empire. The New Order is 100% definitely like Nazi Germany, ruthless. We're just, there's nothing political here. They're not playing political chess like we saw all through the prequels and then into, you know, even the, the original trilogy like the Galactic Empire was evil behind the scenes, there was an alter alternative motive, but they still played like politics. You know, there are people that say, "Oh, the Galactic Empire," you know, you you know, that's blah 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 blah, whatever. There's a lot of politics involved. This is just we're wiping out planets. They killed the entire. They destroyed like what four or five planets in the Force Awakens, and so you're going in. You're, you're going into that into this movie, having that just having happened to where. Because uh, in the Visual Dictionary, something I read just real quick is that it matches up with the um, the what's the the rolling what do we call it the uh, rolling text in the beginning? Crawl. What do they call that? The crawl, the opening crawl where it's like the or the um, the new order reigns. So basically, and it, and it tie this ties into the end of the movie too, which we'll talk about. But all the people that were loyal to like the rebellion, they were like, okay, whatever, new order. You know, it literally says in the visual dictionary that a bunch of people, a bunch of systems and stuff surrendered after that. Right. After literally they just blew up, literally mass murdered pla entire planets of civilizations and stuff with that one firing of that weapon. And so they're just, they're not, they're not like, it's like Kylo says later, there's no, no prisoners, we're not giving anybody quarter. No, just wiping them out. So it's a completely different enemy than we're used to and you see a lot more of that throughout this movie the just the which was originally lucas's uh mold for the galactic empire was nazi germany the way that they march and the goose step and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah, sure but this is way more like that to me um well so then we get um you know we we get back to um to the resistance and leia leia you know, we see Leia slap Poe, gives him a demotion for, you know, going rogue. And, um, you know, Poe sees that they took down the Dreadnought, but not really realizing what, what it cost them. And um, so, you know, obviously she's grooming him to be the leader um, at some point. 
and um, but he has some leadership lessons to go through. Um, and then that's when, you know, we find out that they, they do get pulled out of um, or um, they, they drop out of they drop hyperspace. Out of, uh, yeah. hyperspace and then, bam, the first order is right there. Um, Kylo, we see him in his silencer, goes out to to fight. And that's, oh, and that, yeah, let's mention he was when he left Snoke and went all, you know, ape crazy oh, mad on his helmet, yeah. smashed it. Helmet was done. Rest of the movie yep. done. No more helmet. Um, he comes, you know, the doors open and he's just basically through a through a snarl and a yell. Basically, he just tells him to get his ship yeah, right. or prepare my ship like he's going to go mess stuff up like he's going to go kill people. Yep. Um, so he's taken off like no, that was a big fully scene. intending yeah, to just that was a mess big stuff scene. up. No more mass gets destroyed. Um, he's in the silencer. Cool ship, by the way. And um, and that's where we see, you know, he has the opportunity to take out his mom. Um, what, as about, he's kinda... what about when he says spinning is a good trick? Let's try that. <laughs> and he spins. I will say, I, well, now, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys thought this, but what I thought when he was was when he was flying. First of all, he's really good. But secondly, that's that's Ben Solo's knowledge of the resistance too. He knew right where to go to de- or incapacitate that thing and all of their before they even sent their ships out. Yeah. He was just ready to shut the whole thing down and kill his mother. Um, so you had that moment, obviously Leia, uh, senses Kylo, Kylo senses his mother. Um, and we kind of saw that in the trailer, you know, where he has the opportunity to take it out. doesn't, but then, uh, one of the TIE fighters, uh, next to him does. And we see Leia get sucked out into the vacuum of space along with everybody else. Huh? I know. I audibly gasped at that point. I was like, (gasps) along with, I uh, said, I said, here it is. Along with everybody else that was on the bridge there. Yeah. And, I said, um, here it is. This is how they're doing it. Like, right at the beginning, getting it out of the way. Yeah, so let's just talk Never about that Never in my scene. wildest dreams yep. did I anticipate what was about to happen. Yeah, let's talk about that scene. So so that was a great moment because you see her out in space. And, yeah, I think most people her, probably Her thought, theme is lightly playing. Right. Most people probably thought, well, this is how, you know, maybe this is how they're going to do it. Maybe, you know, maybe this wasn't planned, but now they're going to stick this stick with this and they edit it into it and uh and she dies this way and then <laughs> and then she uses the force and mary poppins um, her way back to the ship so yeah so it was a cool scene so a couple of th- my thoughts on that scene is number one like it, it just looked weird the way they kind of had her pose and like glide over to it to the ship uh she kind of looked yeah, like, i have to say this i have to say this this is not J.J. Abrams' practical effects Star Wars. Oh no, no. this has definitely got got a lot more CGI yes. heavy than but, uh, Force Awakens. But she she kind of looked like she reminded me of like a witch the way she was like gliding, <laughs> and then um, and then also and to your point, Chad, the Mary Poppins thing, it, it kind of had like a really it had like a Disney feel <laughs> to it. Um, it reminded me of. Uh, Superman out in space, like when the sun rejuvenated him. It kind of reminded me and of Gamora and Star Lord too. Well, yeah, when she's yeah. hanging out there. Yep. No, you're right. And uh, and Star Lord. But then out. neither one of them Mary Poppins their way. She's just like one hand out, one hand back, 
Mary Poppins all the way back to the Radis. <laughs> yeah. It was a little strange. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's there. You know, it's cool to see her use the Force, not the way we thought yep, we were going to see cool. her use the Force. But um, that was my main thought was that, okay, I'm a Star Wars fan. 30 years, totally 100% plausible that Luke could have taught her the Force, obviously. I'm okay did. with it. It just looked weird. Okay. The way they had but her yeah, float I, looked weird. Well, my, my two issues were it looked weird, number one, yes. Um, but then, and this goes through the whole movie, all the way to the end, because obviously everybody that's listening to this should have already watched the movie, so whatever. Sorry, we didn't say this. It, it definitely spoilers. Um, but my first thought was like, okay, so you're teasing the death of someone we already know is dead. So she's going to have to die at some point. And now you just killed her seemingly. But then, nope, surprise, she yeah. could use the Force. She's not dead. Well, they did. So I'm thinking, the whole time I'm thinking, well, okay, that's cool, but she's going to have to die again. Yeah, well, they, right? didn't, they didn't edit her parts, you know. They, they left her scenes as is. So, so yeah, I mean, they, obviously they didn't anticipate, you know, mm-hmm. that that she would pass but i don't know so so that's that's there they're gonna kill her off screen um i i bet you episode nine is gonna open with a funeral possibly Um, because i don't i i think i'm i have a strong feeling that they are not gonna want to play with killing her on screen oh no well you don't you're not gonna have her there to do that with so yeah yeah um I don't know how they'll explain it, but they'll, they'll have to do it somehow. But, uh, all right. So then, um, so then she, she's inca- oh, incapacitated. Another, I mean, it ties into another theory I have at the end. We'll talk about but She's incapacitated. Uh, she goes into one of those tubes, kind of like what, uh, Finn was in. And, um, she is, uh, being, Oh here. yeah. We forgot to mention that Finn, did you talk about Finn coming back? Yeah, so we'll get to that in a second. So then, uh, and again, so this isn't necessarily right in order, but it's pretty close. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all happened at the same time. Vice Admiral <clears throat> Holdo takes over, which I thought she was a great character. Um, you know, I, I could have seen her in more Star Wars movies, but uh, obviously we know that doesn't happen. And um, What? But I, uh, I thought her scenes were really great. But she announces that, uh, that Admiral... Akbar is gone, and uh, so no no screen time for that. They don't even they don't even show that he's just gone. You know, at least he gets a shout out. But although my I'm happy my prediction came true. Well, he got a cameo. I mean, he you saw him in the movie. You just didn't see. No, I know, any. but like that's a big. I think that's kind of a big character. Not to. Well, I know, but he got sucked into space in the middle of an, an attack, and they are like they got to go. <laughs> no, I know. I'm There's just no saying you, to... were, you know, you could have, I would have thought maybe you'd see that somehow, but, um, yeah. but anyway, so Admiral Akbar is gone and, um, all of the leadership, the entire, yes. all of the leadership of the rebellion gone. Right. It's um, like, whoa, except for Leia. Except for Leia. Cause she has the force. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, we see that and then, uh, yeah. So Finn, uh, Finn wakes up, um, he's wearing like this water plastic thing and he's leaking everywhere um we could see it's like it's it's like their technology advanced from the back to tank that luke was in in empire strikes back to now it's a bodysuit yeah take instead of instead of an entirely submerged 
you're just in this little suit that's got all these fluids in it. So we see so Poe and, and Finn uh, reunite, and uh, Finn's first words are, where is Ray?" So I thought that was kind of cool, um, kind of picking up right where he Yeah, for off. him, yeah, yeah, that's what I was to say. Basically, I mean, he, he woke up saying, calling her name. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so, and I actually, I'm going to tell you guys this. I was not a big Finn fan in... Force Awakens. I actually enjoyed Finn a lot more in this one. Uh, he's a little more serious. Um, you know, I I thought I thought he he was a lot better of a character. In this <clears throat> we'll movie. talk about it. We'll talk about it because I know we're doing this in chronological order. Um, there was a lot about his scenes I didn't like, but his character arc yeah was really good in this movie. So we've seen him go from the beginning of being a deserter to making that arc to where now he's like, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. Like before he's a guy, there's no way you, there's, you cannot stand against the resistance. You'll lose. Can't win. And at the end, uh, we'll talk about that. Yep. And then I have, have, I have thoughts about that too. And we, uh, we're about to jump to the Island in a minute, but we see him, uh, team up with Rose, who is, uh, Paige's sister. Rose was another good character. Um, I felt, um, but, uh, so, you know, just to kind of clear up that, that part of it, um, then we'll jump to the island. Um, you know, Finn and, and Rose magically come up with the solution to end the uh, light speed tracking. And uh, they go... Well, to- what we kind of realize very subtly is that they're kind of like New Order and Resistance counterparts. Like they're finishing each other's sentences because they're both right. kind of like ma- uh, maintenance people yeah. for their... Their sides, you know. I could see. So that. that's why they're thinking the same thing. Oh, because they their minds work the same way because they have yeah. the same profession and stuff like that. So they go to uh, Poe with their idea, and then um, they need to um, they need to reach out to somebody to find a way to get onto um, Snoke's ship, and they reach out to Maz. What did you guys think of the Maz cameo there? It seemed kind of out of nowhere. Like I didn't now, know Poe knew Maz. Why would he call Maz? Like, yeah, you know, it just seemed out of place. Now you uh, you get you do have to remember that Maz did. There they they established a connection between Maz and the Resistance mm-hmm. in her cantina when she talked about going back to Leia. You're you're jumping back into this. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking to Han, and he's like, no, 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 no. Leia doesn't want to see. Well, she knew. She knows the Resistance, and she, you know, so. I wasn't. I had no problem with Poe knowing her. I did feel like, and there's a couple other things in this where I felt like, okay, this is a this is probably going to be a little Disney short spinoff, or this part of the movie is going to be a Disney ride for sure. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I kind of think that that's what that was. Um, to me, it kind of felt like, hey, we need to find a way to work Maz into it, and well, you easily you could have worked her into it without her being in a in some type of fight and with a jetpack. So I feel like they're setting up either a comic or yeah. uh, one of those female Disney things right, that they do on YouTube. Forces of Destiny. Yeah. Um, all right. So. so she says you need to find the master code breaker, and it's a guy with this lapel. You need to go to Canto Bite. And so they go off to Canto Bite. But we go now to the island. And uh, the scene that everybody's been waiting for, Ray. Cantonica. Huh? Cantonica. Cantonica. Canto Bight. Yeah, that's the that's the planet. Oh, okay, yes. I'm just talking about the city. Um, oh, but now oh, we go sorry. to the island, Octu, where Luke is, 
And the scene that everybody's been waiting for, uh, Ray's holding out the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker. He takes it from her. We're waiting some words. And what does he do with it? He throws it over his shoulder. So, guys, guys, good or bad? What I mean, when you saw that, what what'd you think? I was like, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, they, they, oh, man, there's, okay, it's like so many mixed emotions. And, again, I'm kind of going, I don't know if I said this off the podcast or not, but I feel like this movie definitely is is very, uh, I was not bipolar, uh, polarizing. And I think it's because Ryan Johnson took a lot of risks in this movie, and some of them worked, some of them worked, didn't work, some of them paid off huge. I think. Um, and after my second time, I, I really think you know it, overall it pays off. Um, but <laughs> that was just one of those. That was the first inkling of me feeling a little bit slanted, or not betrayed but like okay two years we've been waiting building up to this climactic scene seeing all the emotion in luke's face at the end of that movie and he's just like eh, out of my way yeah chad what'd you think just th- i i yelled what i was like <laughs> what in the did movie. you really oh yeah did anyone else what did anyone else carter look carter at you or see like oh and there are there are other people that kind of gasped. There are a couple of people that laughed, but I just yelled "What!" And then I sat there, kind of like Dave, with the thought, like, "Holy crap! What? 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 This was two years, yeah. and this this is what happened." And so, initially, I was like, "Oh, I can't believe it," but now looking back at it, I'm like, "No, you know what?" good like dave said it's a risk that he took and you know what this is good because this as we get to know luke here this is luke this is who he has become this is who he is he is not hey, can, he is not can the I propose guy something out of the death star he is not the guy that, yeah you know he has changed and that is the perfect reaction for who he is and i mean dave and i had talked with with him a little bit before we saw the movie that maybe this is about you know we talk about this it could be about the force this movie's all about the Force. We're going to put all this focus on the Force, and maybe it's this lightsaber. It's a special lightsaber. Did we ever learn how Anakin crafted this specific blue lightsaber? Oh, maybe there's something awesome to this. And we take this sacred heirloom, this thing that Kylo Ren is just dying to get, this thing that is just... It's it's calling iconic. out to Rey. Yeah, it's iconic, and Maz has had it. Another story for another time, and he just tosses it over his shoulder like it's yesterday's newspaper. And initially, it's like shocking. I can't believe they would slap me in the face like this. But for what Ryan Johnson did, for better or worse, whether you like it or not, this is the Luke we've got. And that perfectly signifies who he is. So now, after thinking over it and processing it, like Brian said at the beginning, I'm totally fine with with him doing that. I kind of feel like I want to, and I don't know if this is a good idea or not, so I'm kind of, you know, behind the curtain here on the podcast. But I almost feel like I want to, like, give my thoughts from my first, like, as we go chronologically, what I thought first, and then retcon, like, from my second viewing, why I think it all works. But at the same time, I'm afraid we might miss some stuff. Yeah. Because I, cause I want to, I, I do want to speak. On, I do want to. Sp- both, you know, kind of like what Chad just did. Yeah, but. I do want to speak to a lot of the people. There are going to be a lot of people. 
that don't like this. Well, let me say, because, you know, I didn't get my, my thought on this yet. I When I saw it, I, I didn't like it at all. Um, you know, especially because it's just everything that happened in The Force Awakens. And, um, and then on my second viewing, I still didn't like it. <laughs> doesn't mean I, I've, I've accepted it. I mean, it happened, so it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I, I think I get it. I get they had to show that he's uninterested, but they could have just like he could have just said keep it or something like that. I've you know, had but some just, people say that they don't feel like Ryan Johnson gives Star Wars the, the reverence it deserves. I, it was completely irreverent to. And I know this is silly, right? We're talking about a movie. You're right. You know, but you're 100 percent right. He is being irreverent to, to the guys like us that we expected that to be treated as special. But this is this is this is where it's going, and like you said when you first started, this might not be your Star Wars. Anymore. It is. It is not. And but so so here's the thing though. I mean, and this is maybe a discussion for another day. But you know, boy. So this is the guy that's going to do the next the new trilogies, uh-huh. right? So I mean, right. you know, and you're you could be alienating a lot of hardcore fans. You know what I mean? Um, be. So it's it's be, definitely but... risks. I mean, we talked about him taking risks, but I just for me, like I get it. I get he had to not take the lightsaber, but I would have much rather have just seen him like just say keep it or something like that instead of just like toss it over his shoulder and then you got a <laughs> porg jumping on it and almost killing the other porg. You know what I mean? It's kind of like at some point, <laughs> yeah. At some point, it's kind of like the Three Stooges. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, all right, so so we'll move past that, um, and uh, you know we see Luke's um, Luke pretty much has no interest in her, and, and it, it's clear to me at that point um, he he you know he doesn't realize that she has the Force, you know. Now I didn't realize that he was cut himself off from the Force yet, but um, it's clear that he he doesn't know that she's a Force user. He just thinks she's been sent from layer the resistance to drop off this lightsaber and and say come back um so let's break down some of these these island scenes um so we see uh we see luke you know he goes back into his little hut thing whatever um he's taken off his white garb no visual dictionary visual dictionary does point out which i didn't catch this in the movie but the door yeah of his hut was part of his X-wing. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, So anyways, um, so he's in there. What she saw down in the uh, water. And we get a little Easter eggs. We talked about it before we got on the podcast. You see um, part of an old uh, kyber crystal, um, things like that. But uh, A Sith kyber crystal. um, All of a sudden, the door blows open. You think it's Rey at first, but it's actually Chewbacca. And then you see... um, you know, Chewbacca kind of talked to Luke for a minute. You know, how'd you get here? He's on the Falcon. And he says, wait, where's Han? And then you realize, okay, well, he didn't know that Han was dead. And that's where my friend kind of leaned over to me and said, how did he not know Han was dead? And then I realized right then, I I told him, I was like, he shut the force off. You know, that's the only way. Otherwise, he would have felt that. Um, Clearly, yeah, he, and again, you've mentioned you mentioned already where I'm not doing things yeah. chronologically, <clears throat> but that's like I liked. I wanted to point that out because I liked how Ryan Johnson introduced everybody back into the thing. So, like originally, we we see the fight happen at the beginning. We see all that stuff. They jump out of hyperspace. Blah 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 blah. 
Then Poe or Finn wakes up. He says, "Where's Ray?" Instantly, we go to the island, right? Yeah. You see, oh, this is where Ray. Blah 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 blah. Then when Luke says, "Where's Han?" Then it goes right to Kylo. Mm-hmm. That's the first time you know you're like Kylo's going to meet Snoke, Snoke at that point. Right. Right. So it's like it. I like how he poetically Transition. introduced it. Yeah, made those transitions yeah. and everything. No, because yeah. it brought back the emotions of that. Um, so then, uh, so again, we're just gonna stay on the island, though. So yeah, this won't be chronological, but it's probably just the easiest way to go through this. Um, we see uh, uh, Ray kind of observes. Um, well, actually, Ray, we see Ray kind of telling Luke everything that's happened, and um, she says to to Luke, you know, I. Um, Kylo is growing darker every day and we need to stop him. And, um, again, Luke's not interested. And then we see Ray kind of observing Luke's daily routine, you know, goes and catches the fish, takes milk from the, the weird thing sitting on the rock, which I thought that was cool. The fish thing, the fish thing. Like, did we need, I'm the... like, wait a second. What the heck is he doing? He, he kind of jumps over yeah. there and then I realize, Oh, like he's using the force. He can't see down into that water with his normal human eyes. There's no way possible. That's just Luke. I don't think he's using the Force. He's I don't not, think he's, he's using it either. He's from the Force up to that point. Yeah. Like she yeah, see, that, that's weird that to me. She that's, can't see him. He's that's weird to me, for, though. He's just been there for years and years and years, and that's where that size fish goes, and that's that's how he, he caught it. I don't think he's using the Force there. He doesn't. Turn so you don't the think force. he's using the force to jump and no. and or to, to use the pole and land on the ledge perfectly and anything. He's completely not relying on the force for any of that anymore. He's just. I don't think so. Old man Luke, is just pole jumping across a. It's like a chasm. Like, I don't think he like turns it back away. on until he reaches out to surviving. Leia. Yeah. Huh? So all right, well let's get back. Dude, did we need the? Uh, did we need the whole milking scene? I thought that was kind of. No, we didn't need it, Brian, it's just but... showing it's just showing how he's drinking on an island it's, yeah very where the water heavy yeah. uh, well you know, that was kind of weird the, it's this yeah it's the blue milk nod but now it's green and it kind of he kind of he made the perfect face where he didn't yeah. have to say the words and man that bites but it does you could tell but it looked like he's kind of like on it. swishing it in his mouth looking up at ray you know like you know she's like Ugh. what yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I think she the second time around I think she actually I the first time I thought she was turning to look at him but I think she was turning away like I don't want to see that. <laughs> this, is, this is gross. <laughs> um cuz you late like right after that you see him put down his bag, you could see that bottle completely empty. Yeah. He, he drank, drank all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, some of this might not be in order but we see um we see uh Ray um being called to and I, I wish I could understand the words that were being said to her, but being called to from the force tree. Um, so she, she goes over to it and she goes inside it and uh, she's looking at the books and then we see, you know, Luke takes notice of that and he goes That's in. He realizes and, I think uh, that she has the force. <laughs> he Maz her. Huh? He Maz her. Yeah. So she says uh, she's seen this place before and that's where I started you? to think, like, oh, is this going to be, like, the whole brother-sister thing? Remember, we used to talk about that theory, you know. But anyway, she's just seen it in her dreams. But uh, And that's when Ray, or that's when Luke kind of realizes, okay, there's something special with this girl. Ask her where she's from. Tells her from Jakku. That was a funny line. Yeah, nowhere. I'm from nowhere. Nobody's from nowhere. Jakku. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much yeah. nowhere. Um, <laughs> so, um, so we get that scene, um, but we see the books. Don't really get anything from the books, really. Um, so that that was kind of disappointing. I thought maybe we'd we'd get a little bit of history yeah. or something from. I mean, well, you know we are, you know we're gonna well right. Yeah, we'll, She's got them still. Yeah, but she did keep the books. A lot of people didn't catch that that she she grabbed the books. I didn't catch it till my second time. I saw it. I saw when the drawer opened, I thought it was her going through some of Luke's stuff. But yeah, I completely bef- missed that it was the bindings of the books. Yeah, before she like when Finn opens it to give Rose a blanket, yeah. that's when you yeah, that's really see him. But that's you when you see, see him you see her put them away right before she gets on the escape pod of the of the Millennium Falcon. Like she's yep. stuffing them away you and do. for a split second you see him right before she crawls into that escape pod and tells tells uh, Chewbacca what to say to Finn. Yeah. So, no, she isn't say, she doesn't tell him. He, he picks her. Right. And we don't get to hear it. Right. Yeah, that's that anyway. sounds good. Tell him that. Anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, come on. That's where you see the books. That's where you notice that she puts them away. But Luke does say that they're a thousand generations old and they're they're the original Jedi religious Text. texts. Right. So it's Right. And obviously he's read them, which we find out here in a bit. So then we see um, somewhere around this point, you know, also we get to see Ray and Kylo have their first kind of like uh, forced conversation. Um, later, we find out that Snoke's the one that is is allowing this to happen. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. They kind of I didn't notice till the second one. They kind of set it up for the end of the movie. But, you know, Kylo can't see they can't see each other's surroundings. They can just see each other. Um, so, you know, so when you think at the end of the movie, that's why Kylo couldn't see Luke sitting there on the rock. He couldn't see his surroundings. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Okay. And I want to say this. I don't, and I didn't talk to you guys about this cause I want to see where the podcast, <clears throat> but unknowingly until the end, they are setting up cause this is a brand new force thing we've not seen before. Okay. The fact that they could see each other and then later we find out. Can actually touch, we you know yeah. force ghosts can touch each other, or touch humans. Um, but they're setting something up at the end of the movie that's very very important, extremely important, with these meetings between Kyle on that and Ray. Are you saying setting something up for episode nine? No, for the end of oh, episode yeah. Well, eight. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, but they they did that really cool, you know, with the they like sucked the sound out, you know what I mean? It was like all you hear is their voices. Um, so I, I thought that was great. Um, <clears throat> so we we see them doing that a couple times, and we're not going to go into it. We got we got to kind of speed this thing up a little bit. Here. Eh, no, we don't. I do want to say this. So is Kylo sweating? No. Or did some of the water that was go through the force yeah. and get out his face? Yeah, it was rain. That was the rain. Um, so very, uh, very interesting. So, but then we we also get three flashbacks. You know, throughout this time on the island, um, you know, you have Kylo telling, um, telling Ray, "Hey, ask him, ask him what happened." You know what I mean? Um, about the Jedi Temple and and when he was there as a student, and so we you know we get one version where. Um, it's Luke's version first. So we get Luke's version first, right? We get yeah, Luke's yeah, yeah. version first, where he came in and um, confronted Kylo. 
saw that Kylo was turning or was worried about Kylo turning and confronts him and then that Kylo, you know, attacked Luke basically, then, you know, pulls, pulls the building in on him. Um, then there's another version later that we see where, uh, Kylo says, no, you know, he attacked me first. And, um, and then we that's get, where you see the green lightsaber, right? Green lightsaber. Then we get Luke's version again, where he says he was going to attack him because he saw that he was already turned to the dark side or turning to the dark side. And, um, he had, you the, could hear in that scene, you could hear the pain right. and anguish looking, of Kylo killing people. Right. Well, no, I thought that was, his... to me, that sounded like Luke saying no from empire. No. No, that was that was Luke. Literally, he said he was looking into, like he had his, his hand mind. out and he was seeing yeah. into Kylo's possible future, and that's where when Ray says you didn't give him a choice, you you failed him in that you didn't let him choose. You assumed that he would choose that. Yeah. So he said, I looked in and I saw all the the evil that his heart was already turned, and he said, and that's where I decided to end it. For a fleeting shadow, it lasted for a, 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 a sh- the moment of a shadow, and then it was gone. But by that time, it was like as soon bad. as he ignited the blade, he realized, this "I'm not. not right. No, I'm not going to do this." Right. But so, but by Kylo then it was too late. <clears throat> Kylo, you know, Kylo interpreted another way. Um, so, in, in essence, then Luke, Luke kind of created, helped create Kylo. Yeah, or in, at least accelerated sense. it along. Right. So there's another interesting scene where um, Luke breaks down the history of the Jedi to Rey, you know, talks about how um, Darth Sidious rose to power right under the the Jedi's nose and the height of their power and and, um, you know, about how the failures of the Jedi and so on and so forth. So I do think it's interesting to point out that he referenced Obi-Wan not by name, but he called him the Jedi that trained and basically created Darth Vader. Right. And I'm wondering if Luke has has developed animosity towards Obi-Wan since he's been shut off from the Force because of the feelings and, and, and basically did being disgusted with the Jedi, what the Jedi were, what the Jedi brought from their you know understanding of how the Force was. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm really curious why we don't have any Obi-Wan yet. I mean, we heard Obi-Wan talk to Rey, but Luke, of all people, yeah, well, there was yeah, no he, he definitely Obi-Wan has stuff. ill feelings towards who the Jedi were because they deified, like you said, their power and obviously missed out. And that's why he's saying the Jedi have to end is because they were just they they are not unique in the ability to use the force. Well, I think, too, and, part of it is he's looking at his failure with Kylo. Right. And and so now he's looking at it at, at the whole picture and saying, you know what, they, they failed and they I failed. Yeah, they don't so, have a monopoly on the force yeah. um, to think that like his his exact line is to think that the light side dies with a Jedi is right. Yeah, is ridiculous. So um, so moving along, we uh, we do see a scene where uh, Luke sneaks onto the Falcon uh, while Chewie's trying to eat a pork and. Um, uh, he gets on the Falcon and he sees uh, he's just kind of sitting there. Then R two, you know, starts beeping and comes over to him. And that well, was he a cool took scene. he took Hans he took Hans dice. Yeah, he that did. was his, that was his little piece of right pain. You know, he, thinking about Han and everything. Sure. And then he goes down to basically reflect on that. Right, but then uh, you know that was a cool scene because too I liked I liked how he kind of expressed himself with R two and he's like R two, R two, and he he kind of sounded like like 
Luke from the young old days. Luke, yeah, you know, I thought I mean? the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so so that was kind of cool to see. Um, and then of course, you know, um, R two shows the Curses hologram projection. From I knew it was Hulk. coming. What'd you say? As soon as he turned his little dome head, yeah. I knew it was coming, and I thought it was. A, I thought that was really cool to do that. Yeah. Did you like that, Chad? Yeah, that was cool. I liked that R two cursed him out first, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said sacred, sacred planet island, language, yeah. um, or island, yeah. But uh, so use that to kind of spur Luke into action as far as at least training, sort of training Ray. I mean, he's he's training Ray to show her why the why Jedi still must it. end. But uh, nonetheless, he's still going to train her, um, and so we're going to jump to those training parts of it. Um, you know, so you get the first one where you know she's sitting up on the rock, and. Uh, not, what a great moment yeah, between not those seeing two. this at all but you know reach out and she puts her hand out and you know he rolls his eyes and starts tapping her fingers with the leaf or whatever that was and uh <laughs> you know i feel it i you feel, feel it. it but yeah. uh can you feel it oh man yeah. you must be really strong with you so what did you guys think about that moment i that thought was that was great yeah i agree all right kind of like a mr miyagi moment there but uh you know then we finally get to see um you know, her, you know, some of the parts from the trailer, her using the force or feeling out, reaching out to the force. So, you know, we got some of the questions answered there where she says, <clears throat> um, you know, what do you see? And she starts naming like kind of like the cycle of life. You know, I see, mm-hmm. you know, she sees like the plants growing and she sees life and she sees death, you know, the, uh, the skeleton underneath. And, um, and then she, you know, in between it all, what do you see? And it's balance. And the balance is the force. Where we were taking it, you know, a whole different way in all of our theories about, you know, what do you see? And, you know, I see light and dark. And then in the middle, I see the balance. It, it was the force is what she was actually referring to. Uh, but then also when she says something else, it's calling to me. We all assume or I assume that was like Snoke or something evil. But it, it was the dark side. Um, was calling to her and um, so you know that's the part where uh, Luke kind of calls her out of that trance and uh, says you went straight for the dark side you didn't no 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 no, no. he didn't call her he didn't call her out of it he like tried he, to. that scene where he yelled her name that we saw in the trailer like it was interesting because they they half muted it almost to like you realize she, she can't hear him anymore yeah, yeah no you're right and that water and comes then, out of the the hole and then next yeah, thing you know it, she's it, it, on the ground Right, and he goes, you didn't even, like, hesitate to give into it. Yeah. Like, that, it was almost like he was, like, I mean, well, it goes right into that scene of being scared about what he just saw. Because she didn't even hesitate to it offered her something she go to it. She went for yeah. It. Yep. So, um. Which is how it seduces you. So, we got that. Ben. Um. I don't remember any other force training that that he gave her. Do you guys remember any other force training? Well, other than lesson, that little well, that was lesson one. What was there was going to be three lessons. lessons. Right. One was lesson one was the force doesn't belong to anybody. Lesson one was when they, he took her up on the stone. Right. Well, yeah, right. but I'm saying the lesson was the force. <clears throat> oh yeah, the yeah, force yeah. doesn't just it was belong identifying to the Jedi. what it was. And I don't yeah, remember the other two the lessons. I don't know if we ever, we ever got to it. He was going to to give her another one. The next thing you know is she's – because he kind of was, like, scared of that thing, of what happened. Yeah. 
and she's training up on the hill with her staff and then realizes, oh, well, I'm going to use the lightsaber. Then he's kind of watching her. She knocks the thing off, ticks off the little alien maidens or whatever that don't like her because she keeps blowing holes in the huts and knocking stuff down and all that stuff. But other than that, I don't don't think there was anything else because he caught her eventually talking to Kylo. And that's when that's when it it ended. So we also did see her go to into that dark uh, place, kind of like the cave on um, Dagobah that uh, Luke went into. But um, so that was kind of a a weird, cool scene, you know, where there's like multiple versions of her or whatever. And uh, she's snapping her finger and all that. Um, I liked how they how they how he directed that, too, to where she's narrating it. Right. And then you find out that she's talking to telling Kylo about it. No, that is cool. And then uh, so they did that really fast. They did it really fast where we were kind of it was kind of a question that was answered really flippantly and fast where, oh, she's already developed a. uh, A type of relationship where she's talking to him now. She was ticked oh, off, yeah. didn't want anything to do with him at first. At that point, they're kind of like emotional. besties, it, it seemed like, you know? Now she's now she's saying she sees good in him. Yeah. But uh, so let's let's just go back to that dark scene, though, or the dark place scene. You know, she goes up to that, um, I don't know what it was. It looked like an ice wall or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she wants to see who her parents are. And, man, I did you guys think we were going to see it? Did you, I mean, you saw two figures coming up first. and then it Once it went to one. one. Yeah, once it went to one, I knew it was going to be her. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, because it's it's like for a second I did, but it's if you realize what it is that you know it's not going to show it to her because if you look at like we've talked about before, Luke's Dagobah cave, the one thing he was most afraid of was becoming Darth Vader, and what's Ray's thing she's most afraid of? That she's alone. She's not special. Being alone. Yeah. And so oh, that's good. That's yeah, good point. If, if you look back at it, you know that's they're never going to show it. They're going to just show her because that's all there is. Um, oh. But yeah, it's it was a cool it was a cool scene. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, going back here real quick, Luke's lessons. Um, the first lesson was the nature of the Force. The second lesson was that the Jedi are failures or don't have a monopoly on the Force, and they ne- he never did get to the third lesson. So it was when they were yeah. in the. In the room, with, yeah. well, next to the pool. Which the that pool, which thing. there's probably something in your book there, Dave, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that symbol is like an original Jedi symbol that shows the light side and the dark side coexisting. Like a yin yang, yeah, like that. a yin yang thing. Which, if B Nob were here, harkens back to the Clone <laughs> Wars episode where the father on this other dimensional planet has the dark side son and the light side daughter. Yeah. And has to keep the balance there, and was trying to find out if Anakin was the chosen one to keep the balance. Um, so there's there's some stuff there that that throw back to some uh, definite Force old time lore. Um, See, it's kind of it's it doesn't show a whole lot, but it does say you know the Octu's Jedi Temple. Stand silent and empty. You know, after the fall of Ben Solo, Luke sought to amend for his mistakes by retreating from the Force and the galaxy. And then it says, set into the floor of the Octu Temple is an ancient mosaic. According to the caretakers, it is an image of the Prime Jedi, the first of the Order, in a state of meditation and balance. Huh. The cool. Prime Jedi. Optimus Prime Jedi. So, so are they talking about Jedi 
that have a balance of dark and light, a perfect balance. Right. Because that's what the image right. shows. I don't know. Um, it also says that it also says that Luke's donning of ceremonial robes is not an indication of a return to faith. Rather, Luke sees it as his last right to end the order. I thought he just didn't have anything else to wear. Skywalker studies revealed the, the cyclical nature of the <laughs> struggle the between island. light and dark and the massive toll the galaxy pays with each cycle. All right, let's keep moving this thing along. Um, so he, uh, so, so we get to see the, um, like Dave said, uh, Ray and, and Kylo having that conversation where they're sitting like by the campfire, of course, not together, but using the force to commune. Uh, Luke comes in, sees them and, uh, says stop. And, you know, of course, like the whole building like blows up, um, and then Rick Kylo disappears. Um, and then, uh, then we get to see Ray and, and Luke fight a little bit, which was kind of cool. I like that. Favorite part of that was um, when Luke is about to fall down and he uses the Force to catch himself. It floats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was cool. That was, yeah. and I like that too. That was the first. You know, you 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 left out the part where while she was sleeping, he went back to the stone and, yeah. ta- and touched it Leia. to find out about Leia. You're right. And so he he opened himself back up yeah, at right. that point. Then he used it when she was kind of fighting him, which was cool because he was, of course, he's doing the passive. He's not trying to hurt her, but she can't touch him if he doesn't want her to. Yep. Then she pulls the lightsaber out. He's like, okay. And <laughs> he kind of, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I do want to say this. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. I know you you started the podcast late, so it's your fault. <laughs> so late. Um, I didn't know this. I, I kind of had, I was under the assumption that this temple had been you know, there for, I mean, it was there for thousands, generation, whatever he said, but the actual texts, he brought all of those there. According to the the dictionary on his journey and everything, he went out looking for those. And so it kind of makes sense because he's basically rounding up all of the Jedi stuff. So it can essentially die on that Island with him. Yeah. So no one else can get to it. Um, so then we see, you know, her uh, tell Luke, you know, hey, I think I think I can turn Kylo, you know, I saw his future and um, or or a form of his future, where you know basically he's redeemed. Uh, Luke says this isn't going to end the way you think it is, or this isn't going to go the way you think it is, one 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 or the other, but. Um, this then, isn't going uh, to go the way you think. Yeah, the line that we talked about for so many times. Yep. That's it. Um, he's referring to but, you know going to turn Kylo. Something she said happen. to him. She said, you know, he's like, don't do this. And she says, okay, well, you know, tries to hand him the lightsaber one last time, and yeah, basically yeah. saying, are you going to be our last hope? And he says no. And she's like, okay, well, I don't have any other choice. This is what I have to do then. You know, so um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't though. like it wasn't like Empire where Yoda and Ben are saying, stay here, finish your training, don't go, stay here. Right. Luke wasn't giving her any. No. thing it wasn't like stay here and i'll finish your training it's just just don't do no. it stay out of it yeah it is interesting though when she first got there and was telling him about kylo or ben saying that there is no good left in him he is getting stronger in the dark side every day there's no good left in him she says that phrase when referring to him talking to luke and now yeah. 
just a few days later, she's like, I can feel the conflict, and I think he can be turned. Yeah. And when you I can think... just see, you can no, just see Snoke she... working underneath. Yeah, she got to the point, exactly. she got to the point to where she said, if I go to him, I know he'll yeah. turn. And yeah. to Chad's point, that was, Snoke, Snoke, Snoke was manipulating that, you know, letting her see that. Take the bait, um, so to speak, as yep. he says later. Um, so she, she goes off, flies away, and we don't see her take the books, but we, um, at somewhere in her time there, she snagged those books. Must have been when she left right there. Um, and then, uh, but we think the books are still there. Luke goes to uh, set the tree on fire. And again, we're all thinking the books are in there. Uh, Luke is under the assumption that the books are still in there and he just wants to burn it down and be done with it all. Um, stops himself because he sees that Yoda is behind him. Um, or no, he, he tells Yoda. Tells Yoda, yeah, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn this down, and it all needs to go. And he's kind of like, okay, and so uh, then he stops himself. But he can't. And then you know Yoda laughs and burns the tree down. So what'd you guys think of when you saw Yoda? Though, another, what was your reaction? Another strange turn of events. Um, well, I mean, while my reaction to Yoda was, I still, I still was kind of like, man, I feel like they could have made it look better. Really? Like I know, I know puppet. it was. I know. Well, no, no, no. It has great. nothing to do I with think, him being a puppet. I think he started out in that scene as like CGI, and then it kind of transitioned to a puppet because he... it, it, it. It's because they had like the blue over him. They are making they're making the ghosts look more tangible than they were in the Jeez, originals, which they looked almost like holograms. Right. Um, so it looked. It, it, he didn't look like the old. I mean, he looked like the puppet. He was the puppet. I thought he looked just like and so. He it did looked. In it Return looked way more. It looked way more like he did in in Return of the Jedi. I'm saying, but there's. I don't know if it's just because of the technology we have now. Obviously, you were hiding the puppet. He's standing up rather than most of the time he was sitting down because he had someone hiding yeah. back there. So it just. I that I can't discredit the movie because that's but. The thing I was going to talk about is, oh, so now Force Ghost can see. This is what Ryan Johnson is doing. He's flipping the the thing on its end. You know, we hinted at the possibility of this going in. We just didn't know it was going to be like this. But we always talked about we're going to find out that the Force isn't what we think. And boy, are we finding that out? We don't know anything about the Force. And now Force Ghost can summon lightning bolts from the sky with a finger. As a first, yeah. That was like holy crap! Like Yoda just called down lightning. Yeah, that was a little. It wasn't divine. force lightning? It was lightning from the sky yeah. down to that tree. Yeah, and then giggled about it. Yeah, laughed <laughs> like that was yeah that was old that was that old was goofy. Empire Strikes Back. Yoda, no, that was good. You know? And then you know we saw. Uh, I also like too that he called him Young Skywalker. You know that was cool. Um, but then we also saw him. Uh, you know, give it, give it one last lesson. You know about failure, and um, you know that it's okay to fail, basically. And uh, and that's a very, that's a very important that conversation. When you see it again and listen to it, um, it's a very important piece of dialogue yeah. about what Luke is, who Luke is. Luke, we kept thinking, oh, what happened to Luke? Like Luke's not the Luke we know. Turns out Luke is almost exactly the same Luke that we knew. He's just fed up with the Force, but he's still the same person that's looking too much ahead and not 
what what Yoda said, what's right in front of your face. Right. You're you're too worried about what's going to happen. What's the possible bad things that can happen instead of what's going on right now, right in front of you, which is something that Qui-Gon talked about and warned about with Anakin. And so he's sitting there, knocked him on the head. That's another thing we're like, oh, wow, he's you can hear the sound. His his stick is literally hitting Luke. And so that's that we're still learning that that can happen. It didn't just happen. We, we saw it happen already with what we thought it happened with Kylo and Rey. It, re, it looked like they touched, which now we know, yeah, they did. They felt they literally touched each other. And now Yoda is hitting Luke. And, and I also thought that when he said was really important he goes that's the burden that's the burden of the jedi master is that the, i forgot the words he used i think it was something like the student always grows beyond the master yeah and that's it, that's something they have to live with yeah there's yep, yeah something to that effect so so that um that kind of wraps up some of the island stuff you know we'll come back to it to it towards the end but then you know so um finn and uh Rose, Rose, and BB-8 are off on this mission to Canto Bight, and um, we won't sit here and, and go through the whole Canto Bight storyline. But I mean, I will tell you guys that was probably my least favorite part of the movie was the yeah. Canto Bight stuff. Um, and it's sad to say because I thought it was going to be cool. But um, so let's just kind of give our that's the part. That's the part I think is they made that for it to be a Disney ride. <laughs> it just Possibly. screams Disney ride to me. Um, well, so so let's just kind of give our impression um, on the Canto Bite scene because as far as storyline, I don't think there's a whole lot of storyline there, other than the fact that they meet DJ. Um, I, and come on, man! I mean, what the heck? That's one of my that's one of my complaints too. Why did we need Benicio del Toro? I th- I actually liked the character. I thought he was kind of mm. uh, he, uh, he was different. I liked- I'm not saying we I'm not saying we didn't need the character. Yeah. Why did we need Benicio del Toro and all the hype of who is? You're getting Benicio Bantero to be in the star. What's his character? Yeah. What is all? Well, he I mean he, he did do something later. But anyway, so the Canto Bite stuff, you know, um, I did not like the casino parts. Um, there was a lot of CGI, like that little thing that mm-hmm. kept putting the quarters or the gold coins into BB-8. Like that character, that looked terrible. Like it was CGI. It was, I, and I thought it was corny. When BB-8 was shooting those coins out later, like I didn't like that. That had a very like prequels feel to it to me. Um, I didn't like that. Um, it got a little political with kind of. I, I get it was like these are the people that are funding the war, but it kind of had like that one percent feel to it, you know. Um, even though these were bad people because they're you know warlords basically or, or funding the war, um, but. Uh, then you had, you know, those those horse things or whatever those things are. That part, when they were riding those, to me, it reminded me of, like, Avatar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the feeling that I got from that. But um, there wasn't there wasn't anything I liked in the Canto Bite at all. Chad, what would you think? Um, it, I understand the, the environment, and it seemed, it seemed unnecessary to a point. However, we do get some back story with rose and her her history and seeing the bad side of what this bright glitzy city is where finn's like this is awesome this is is fun and she's like yeah but look at what what lies underneath the people that are there and i think that's where 
they're going to go with this. I mean, when you get to the end of the movie and one of those kids has the force ability as well. Oh, uh, they show us um, that, yeah. Right, and that's you see that kid right away being one of the caretakers of the animals and living with the animals. Um, I, I liked that part of it. I, I guess I didn't mind all the CGI stuff. I Yeah, it was, it was it unnecessary and a little over the top, probably, but... It was okay. I didn't. I didn't hate it that much. Um, the Benicio del Toro thing. I did not expect a stutter from that <laughs> actor. Like I expected a very confident, swagger type guy. And I realized that's who they were supposed to find. Um, and then it got caught and got stuck with him. And he was kind of like the you know as he says, "Don't judge by the rapper." Um, but you know he did okay. It was he was a slicer, which is a new term for the movies. Um, and the things she was able to do and then to double cross them and double cross the resistance for money, not just Poe and, and or Finn and Rose, but the whole, whole resistance for money, um, and just then be gone was kind of strange. So uh, there may be a little misstep, but not nothing. I wasn't as upset as it sounds like as you were with the whole CGI stuff and things like that. It, it isn't even so much the CGI, just like there was nothing there, like... Like, if I was watching that on DVD, I'd probably fast-forward the whole Canto Bite scene. I, I, I didn't mind when they infiltrated Snoke's ship and they're undercover. Like, all that mm-hmm. was fine, but, like, I don't know. I just I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, didn't do anything for me. Uh, Dave, did you... How did you feel about the Canto Bite stuff? Um, I, again, I feel like it was just in there. Like, the whole plot line of Finn and Rose was a it was it was like good and then it was a typical Star Wars plot like okay have to sneak in to the enemy base shut this thing down so we can save the good guys but the whole I still feel like it's just a chance for them to make another Disney ride like they had to think oh that's what's something exciting that we can have going on with Finn while you know we're waiting for Ray to get done with this Luke stuff and before she goes to see Kylo and, you know, between the ships getting shot at and trying to, ca- you know, the Star Destroyers trying to catch yeah. the resistance. And it was, you know, a lot of it was kind of corny, you know, the whole thing about, <clears throat> oh man, that was, that was worth it, you know, to knock off all that stuff. And she like pulls the saddle off and, and now slaps it, it and it goes back to its herd. Now it's worth it, she says, because yeah. we saved these animals yeah. that I've never seen in real life until tonight. And... You know, like like they can't just go get them again. I mean, I thought about that. They're they're thought, never gonna. I thought about that. They're gonna yeah. catch them all. They're all. I mean, rounded up. They're just yeah. in this. You field didn't right like over here. You didn't like kill everyone. It didn't yeah. show people being murdered or, or killed to where they're not just gonna. I mean, they're all rich. Yeah. That's that thing's gonna be rebuilt in a month. Yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. Is yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of corny, and then it never. I, I don't know. It's just so. Um, Needle but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I, I, his his stutter got really annoying, almost like it was not real. Well, <laughs> it was like, why'd you, why'd you have to? It was yeah. just something to make him unique. Benicio del Toro already has a very unique voice. Yeah, he, he didn't need, need to have the stutter. I so I, I did. I'll be honest with you. I did like the DJ character. I wouldn't mind some more backstory on him. Um. I, I thought he was quirky and, and kind of interesting. Um, I will say this. If they bring him into the next movie somehow, yeah. 
That would that would make sense. I just thought it didn't. It seemed weird to bring him in for such a short. I'm not saying what his character did or didn't do didn't help the plot line. I'm just saying why did it have to be him, Benicio del Toro? It could have yeah. been like could have used yeah. him better. It could have been. I don't know why did you know, Samuel Jackson have to be a Jedi? You know what I mean? So I don't. Well, that was a very very important role that spanned three movies. Yeah. I just didn't like the character or the uh, the actor choice for that one. Anyway, we won't go back to that. But. Uh, you know, so but but DJ did have some interesting things to to say to Finn. You know, one of the things I like that he said is, you know, when when um, um or showed him was that hey, these guys are selling to the first order and they're selling to your resistance. You know what I mean? Um, he was basically trying to tell Ray or uh, Finn kind of stay out of the fight. It's not worth it. But yeah. then you know we'll fast forward to finish up that storyline when um when they are on uh, Snoke's ship and they get caught and they've been betrayed and it's DJ, you know, one of the lines that I love that he said was he's like, uh, you know, they blow you up today. You blow them up tomorrow. Like I thought that was a cool line. Um, I liked, I liked DJ. I thought he was a good character. Um, all right. So we also saw Poe uh, take over the, um, the cruiser, a um, little bit of a mutiny because of Holdo taking the, uh, why are you shaking your head? No, just, just keep You're, I'm just over that whole plot part. Oh, go ahead. Taking the, uh, um, transports and, and going off to crate. He doesn't know that there's a planet out there. He just thinks they're going to get on the transports and, and just try to evade, um, evade, uh, the first order. But, um, so he takes over, stuns them does all. It, does it bother anyone else that no one told him that they? I mean, I realize it's for the movie, but why? He okay? He's been demoted, yes, but he's still he's still a leader, and all your troops look to him. Why would you not just be like, hey, tell chill. them what they're doing? Okay, there's a planet right there. We're gonna go there. Okay, that's the plan. Uh, We're gonna do plot. it. Can you chill? It's the plot. I don't know. That's can you chill? And he'd be like, oh yeah, cool. Well, I'll chill. Yeah, I well, know so it would then, make it uh, interesting, but so then Leia comes back and she stuns Poe and takes everything back. Um, <clears throat> takes takes charge again. Let's uh, Holdo play out her plan. Shows Poe that hey, we're actually going to this rebel base that nobody knew about. It's been off the charts forever, you know. Um, that's where we're escaping to, and they're not going to pay attention to these transports. They're just going to pay attention to the cruiser. But when DJ betrayed uh, Finn and Rose, uh, he basically told them the plan. Which, how did, how did he know he the o- plan? How did he Finn overheard, overheard them? He overheard Poe and Finn talking as they were just about there. That's right. That's right. Okay. Fit Good Poe call. Said there, she wants to load them all onto. It showed horse. him. Yeah, it showed him for a split second. Look up yeah, while he like, was fiddling with like something. He heard that. Just yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, um. So, anyways, um, I kind of lost where I'm at now. That that happens. Um, then we get uh, let's jump back to to Ray. Ray is now aboard um, Snoke's ship. She meets up with Kylo. We have the elevator scene that was reminiscent of Return of the Jedi, where Ray's kind of like, "I know there's still good in you." Um, you know, and for a minute I'm thinking like, oh man, you know, 
please don't give me a redemption story here. Like, <laughs> it's, that's the vibe that you started to get. Like, oh, here we go. You won't um, kill me. I sense the conflict within you. Yeah. You won't so, um, kill me before and you won't take me to your emperor now. <laughs> so, uh, so this was a cool scene. Um, you had uh, you had them go into the throne room. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's talk about the conversation. The fact that they both saw the same future, but from different perspectives, which is a big deal in Star Wars. Well, I think a it different was point Snoke. Of view. Snoke, Snoke controlled what Rey saw, I think. No, no, oh, no. But Snoke you're saying, let you're her. You're saying where you're going to help me. Snoke let her see yeah. what was already there. He didn't, like, manifest the visions. He just let, He just manipulated what was going on. Because there is conflict in Kylo Ren. And he's saying, you know, and we don't even know Snoke's really what all Snoke is doing. But yeah, in the elevator, they both saw that fight. That's what she's talking about, the future. She saw him turn, yeah. is what she said. And well, then she, she's yeah. like, I know that, I know you're going to turn. It, I'll help you, right. basically, to defeat Snoke. And Kylo's like, well, that's funny. I I saw you turn. And they're, I think they're both no, seeing right. the same From thing. They both know yeah. we're going to fight together. You're right. But they're just different sides of the same coin, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, so they go in. We see Snoke again and, um, you know, does her thing. We're not we're not going to belabor, what you know, everything there. But, um, um, you know, does some more cool force stuff, pulls her to him and uh, throws her back a couple times. Um Shows her the giant starts magnifying to, glass that we all thought was a force. To, yeah, he, force he starts machine. to force torture sucker. her too. We thought it was a force. So, he force starts to torture her as one of the glass. scenes before they switch transition to something else. But up, basically, was he's levitating her, doing that thing, trying to pull all the information out of her. Right, yeah. Give me, he gets it. give me everything. He says, and gets it. Yeah, gets still, it. and he does get it. Still wants to get to Luke. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a magnifying glass. That was not a. Well, and, and let's and, and let's go back. Let's go back. No, it wasn't a. I don't think it was a magnifying glass. I think it was, was? a screen. The, I think it was a the, screen. Well, I'm being no. I'm it was literally right Raymond's outside term. his ship. That's where they they were at. He was on yeah. the supremacy, and literally, if you look in the window behind the magnifying glass, you can yeah. see the ship smaller. And then, like you the look curtain kind of moved a little bit, and you could see. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Telescope. I mean, okay. a lot of magnifying be, glass. Just, Fair. Okay. Fair. No, I still think it was a. I still think it was a special kind of screen. The way that it like op- the way that it like materialized in front of you her. You thought it was a machine that sucked. I don't the think force we were looking through people. a viewfinder. No, I didn't think it was that. I never said uh, it was that. One, ever. Some of Not one. Did. One point in time ever. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was Beanob. Beanob. Beanob suggested possibly. He never said that's what it was either. He just thought maybe that machine somehow helped something like that. that but anyways, we we skipped over something that was important earlier in the movie that that plays into this whole thing where Snoke tells Kylo that the the possibility of a new Vader which really got me excited. Okay? Cuz you know, I'm I was a I convinced myself and started really getting excited about the possibility yeah, of Snoke being Darth Plagueis. And so when he said that, I thought, that's it. That's what Plagueis, Plagueis manipulated the Force, seemingly created Anakin, and now he's trying to do it again through Kylo Ren. I thought that's what that was, and I was like getting really excited 
Okay, so this is about the Skywalkers. This is about the Skywalkers. This is about Anakin. He wants to create that what what eventually became Darth Vader again through Kylo because he's trying to he's trying to start his plan, the original plan of the perfect force being to use for his game. So then you go all the way back to the scene that we're at right now and he's like, you know, I thought that I thought that the counterpart of of Kylo was Luke, but I was wrong. It was you, and I told him how the stronger he gets, you know, his counterpart's gonna, which was what we talked about in the last episode about the dark. The, you know, and he said it right then too. The darkness rises and the light to meet it, and so now you've got this whole thing, and it's building up to this point of like, okay, this is the big Snoke thing. What's gonna happen here? Yeah. What is gonna happen? All of the anticipation for two years coming to a head right now. What are we gonna find out? What's his past? How long has he been about this? What all does he know? And so then he puts, like you were about to say, after he shows her everything, he he realizes, oh, you're stubborn, just like the Jedi, just like Luke was when he says, so be it, Jedi, now you're going to kill you. He says, for that, you have to die. So he forces her, and he's telling, basically telling Kylo, all right, Kylo's, you know, because he does whatever I want, because I can't be beaten, yeah. you know, I can't be manipulated. I can see into he his He does mind. whatever. Yeah. He's going to kill you. And basically, he sees exactly what's going to happen, but just not well, he says, from the right point yeah, of view. He says his true enemy, as as he turns the lightsaber on and kills his true enemy, and yeah. his true enemy is not Rey. And remember, right, so that- remember, as he's talking to Rey, and basically talking down Kylo to Rey about how insignificant Kylo was. Oh, I manipulated you both. Oh. That was me that allowed that. You see Kylo look up. So, like what? So let's talk about this like, thing. What? What would he didn't like? That. What did you guys think when when they killed when Snoke was killed? Oh my gosh, dude! I yelled, Boo! My dreams were shattered. <laughs> right? My dreams. I was like, were shattered. That's one of the things I was disappointed about. Like, here's this guy that we've, you know, he's obviously powerful. We've all there's been a million theories about the guy, and we don't get we don't get anything. We don't get any answers Nothing. at all. And they and they, he's just killed. Like done. Nothing. And this is what I felt like. I felt like and and, and I'll talk about this at the end, because my feelings on this are a little bit different since I watched it the second time and read some more stuff and I'm looking at it from a different point of view. I feel differently. But the first time I watched it, I felt like he was just taking a giant dump. Ryan yeah. Johnson was just <laughs> taking a crap on everything I cared about about Star Wars. This all this anticipation, everything that we built up, all the all the hopes for this movie and the theories and everything. Guess what? They don't matter. This character doesn't matter at all. Dead. And then they didn't even. It's like they didn't even respect him as a character. They almost made a joke about it. After he they they come back and they show his face there yeah. with his tongue hanging out, <laughs> kind of like ha! Look at this joke. Eh, all powerful dude, nah, he's dead. Yeah, and it was. I was like, Ugh, what? What do you think, Chad? I was. That's the one, the main question that was never answered for me that I was most disappointed about was because I really wanted to know. I wasn't necessarily disappointed that they were going to kill him. This movie, I could live with that, but I didn't. We didn't get to find out anything. We didn't Nothing. find out if he is the one from the unknown regions that Thrawn was trying to to help or find out. 
where he started, if he's an ancient Jedi, if any, we found out nothing. Was that who was that who Sidious was looking for? Right. Or could feel right. And what, we got I mean, no... why was there? I mean, we already. It's in canon that he's been around since, like the prequels. Well, there's and but there's allude. They've alluded to that's who that is, but there that his name has not been mentioned as as is he's been around forever. Nobody really knows who who he is, and and to me that's so that's one of the things that's the it's kind of like a slap in the face to the but watching that movie that 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 you don't even well hang on to me that's one of the things that are slap in the face to the fans that you know are really into it like like we are and other fans are you know you I I don't want to find out through a book or through a comic like you should have told me in the movie who this guy is. And and don't tell me he's not important because he was like the main one of the main villains in the last movie. Yes, and the whole the whole aspect of like I said before the anticipation and wanting to do this, wanting to do that. You they hit you with it real like oh, you killed him, and then you don't even have a second to let that sink in because then you have one of the greatest scenes in star wars to date in my opinion no that was of a cool kylo scene, yeah. and ray fighting together like that was it, awesome so all of a sudden you're getting ripped over here like what the heck are you doing and then right you're like wait 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 no look over here don't look at snoke look over here what's what's happening yeah, and you're just like oh my gosh i don't know what's going on but I, keep, I love this i don't know what to think you keep looking at snoke's body waiting for it to be gone yeah all of a sudden, or <laughs> it to move i kept going okay it's gonna be gone like they're gonna fight and you're gonna turn around and his body's gonna be missing and he's somehow been able to force himself back together but he build, build you know grow himself back together yeah, i mean that's the, not what like happened. and i'm when i say no when i say no time yeah, to think about it yeah. It's like as soon as the as soon as the the lightsaber force pulls out of his body and, Ray and goes, Ray's, Ray's hand, hand comes up and grab it, you're like, all right, all right, I'm back in. I mean, yeah, I'm no, freaked out. Be. I don't know what the heck's going on, but I got my seatbelt on. Take me where you're gonna take me because I like what's happening right now. No, I agree with you. That that was one of the best scenes in Star Wars that I've seen in a long time. Was that I agree. fight the scene? The fight was great. Um, but here's the thing then, with that too: they though, were like is... they were like symbiotes. They were like. It, it was like they had, they always fought together. It was like that's what they were supposed to do. How about that one scene where she like force pushes the lightsaber to him and he just like taps it for a second and gets the guy. Yeah, the right eye. through his head. That was cool. Everyone's just like, oh, you know. Um, and those guards were not to be messed with. Yeah, no, no, the they, guards those were, were tough opponents. Yeah. It the says in the with, visual dictionary. I don't know if we already talked about this, but there there's eight of them, and they're like they're four pairs. Hmm. They all like, there's four pairs that mirror each other. So with the same weapons and everything, cool. and their identities are completely unknown. Um, but it's it's they're tough, tough after, dudes. After and watching that was it the awesome. second time, this goes back to the same thought process I have with the lightsaber being chucked over the shoulder. This is Ryan Johnson taking these risks, and it's it's Brian. You say it 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 toys with and maybe slaps some of the really hardcore Star Wars fans in the face because they want to know what this guy is and it's to say it's not important obviously is not the case because he's been the driving factor of who kylo ren is and this conflict that exists because of him but it's ryan johnson taking these risks and again after watching it the second time I'm, I'm more okay with it because and i've seen him talk about it too as well that 
it's it as much as it is about Snoke, it's Snoke is not the one. It's Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren has always been going to be the bad guy, going to be the most interesting character developed villain. While there's a lot of mystery mm-hmm. and wonder to who Snoke is and his abilities, as a character, he's not as interesting as the conflicted Ben Solo no. is. And that's where Ryan's took, whether right or wrong, whether we like it or not, that's the direction he's ta- he has taken it. I, I get that, and I I get that, and I agree with that. Um, you know, Kylo, Kylo does need to be the, the main villain, and he showed that, obviously, you know, when... When Ray was like, "Okay, we're gonna go do this light side thing now," and he's like, "No, we're we're dark side. We're gonna do this." Right. You know, so you see that, but no, um, not dark side. No, he's just he's dark side. Well, I know, but he's he's saying, you know, let everything die. Yeah, yeah, no, no, forget no, the no, Sith. Right. But hey, I want to Jedi. So Ryan Johnson did. I did see where he said he addressed the Snoke issue, and he said, you know, if he had if if Snoke had said, "I'm Darth Plagueis." you know, she would have had no idea who Darth Plagueis is. And then he said, by the way, I'm not saying he's Darth Plagueis, but he was just using that as an example. Um, but I, I still think you owe it to the fans to explain who this guy is. You know, it's a whole thing. Your Snoke theory sucks has been his mantra. I know. Since I the get it. I'm okay with them killing him, but Snoke I still want to know who he is. It doesn't exist. It doesn't matter doesn't matter who he is Brian. see i don't like that the story they're I don't telling like that the story they're telling is that this person molded kylo ren saw him as moldable clay made him and helped him become who he is and then kylo ren killed him like that i get that and that's that he is nobody now but i still want to know who he was and you'll get a book or a comic the series thing that, that will tell you that. <laughs> I don't The want. thing that you look at the thing that i've seen or saw after my second viewing and contemplating on all this stuff and something that i have to accept as a star wars fan and i think is going to happen is that yes like chad said kylo ren is being set up to be a different type of villain that we haven't seen i think we're going to get a darker villain than darth vader i think what we're going to see in kylo and what is being set up in kylo is that he is unhinged power just out of control, like like terrifying type villain. Whereas with Vader, you got a, a bad dude, very powerful, also very very disciplined. Yeah, sure, he was controlled in his in his actions. He was still very religious about the way he used the Force, because you got to remember that that Palpatine Insidious manipulated Vader to think that. What he was doing was what was right, and the Jedi were wrong. But Anakin was not ever like anti the training or the Force and all that stuff. That was part of his life. That was part of what he he was still very much that he was just using the dark side because the dark side wasn't bad from his point of view. He was able to save, you know, supposedly going to save the people he loved and all that kind of stuff, and. You know, the Jedi weren't going to let you, you know, have emotions or any of this and blah, 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 blah. But Kylo is not that at all. It's just, and and we're, there's not really an explanation for what he is because Ryan Johnson is basically saying 
he's he's like Darth Maul was. He's throwing a yeah. he's throwing well, a bomb. He's, he's he's like, yeah, I'm not saying he's Sith, but he's obviously dark side. He's, he's yeah, but, he's just um, Darth Maul now. He just hates yeah. everything and everyone and everyone. Is this? No, I agree with that. That's a good that's a good analogy. Chad, that article. I was going to say this for the end, but the article that you said was that I read this in that article, or is this something I read differently? Whereas, <clears throat> look at George Lucas for a second, right? I, everybody knows I'm a George Lucas apologist. Like, I, 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 he gave us Star Wars. The tri- original trilogy was awesome. The prequel trilogy, though they weren't as good, obviously. I, it's Star Wars. I still like them. There's things I don't like very much about them. But I still enjoyed watching them. I'll go back and watch them. I love the Star Wars lore and the story. And even though there were a lot of plot holes and things that didn't line up, ages and stuff like this, and all you know, other kinds of weird things and the acting, blah blah blah. And we've kind of retconned that with like that's when they first started acting on green screens, and so we kind of give some of that stuff a break. But one of the biggest uh, things about Lucas that is criticized is that George Lucas never made a Star Wars for the fans. He always made the Star Wars for himself. It was his baby. It was his story. He wanted to do he wanted to tell the story he wanted to tell. And he took risks. Star Wars was very risky in everything that it did. It used it revolutionized the way the movies were made. They they I mean just all kinds of out of the box thinking stuff. Some of it worked, some of it didn't work like very badly now you've got jj abrams who comes in and he takes that <clears throat> and yes he plays it you know his movie got criticized because he played it so safe you know basically did a soft reboot but it was still very much star wars to us you know we it's all loved blanket. it we were all comfortable it made us feel nice and warm and fuzzy uh disney's gonna do good with star wars you know we don't have to worry anymore blah 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 and, and there's some people that are like uh it's too safe, but they weren't like, you know, Star Wars is completely, you know, whatever. There's always people that are going to hate whatever, anything. But for the most part, that movie was very, very well received. Now you've got a guy like Ryan Johnson who, dare I say, Made the movie is kind of doing what George make. Lucas did with Star Wars. Where he's like, you know what? I love Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars like you love Star Wars, but I'm not making a movie for you to feel good about. I'm making what I think is a is a good Star Wars movie. And you got to remember that <clears throat> he's setting up too. He's getting ready to do his own trilogy. Now he's not doing. Is he working at all well, we with JJ on no, nine? the new trilogy? Or is it just JJ? No, JJ is not going to be involved in the new trilogy. Um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about nine. Is Ryan Johnson, Johnson helping JJ at all with nine? Well, say helping. I'm assuming they're going to have to talk. But so keep in mind, though. I mean, you know, I also read that JJ already pitched his plot for nine. Yeah, but just days days ago. You know, but so my thing too is though that you know this isn't like like Ryan Johnson, and and again we got to go quick through this because we we got to get back and finish the the movie here. But um, you know, it's not like Ryan Johnson did episode seven like he picked up after episode seven so it's like all the stuff that jj did in in seven you know he's he, there was a lot of questions there and and again i just want the answers to some of those questions that were laid out i think of jj and ryan did a good job and i'm again i come back i st- i like last jedi better than force awakens but 
if JJ did episode eight, I feel like, you know, we would have had some of those questions answered. I, I don't know what direction <laughs> it would have gone. I don't think yeah. it would have gone this direction. I, <laughs> I saw this tweet today. Um, someone put up a fake episode nine crawl since episode nine or star wars episode nine it was all a dream what's really happened the knights of ren have been working on a second a second star killer base (laughs) a second star killer base but it's true it's like so imagine you're jj abrams i read i read a tweet the night of i read a tweet on twitter that said help us jj abrams you're our only hope i mean imagine you're jj now though and like okay so snoke's dead luke's dead uh, Phasma's dead, which big deal in that. You know what I mean? Like the force is all, you know, different now. But whatever. So let's just let's kind of continue on here. Yeah. The the big the biggest thing about this is that he turned it. He completely changed turned it upside down. And I like that idea. I now that I've kind of had and I've seen it again. Well, I don't think, I I don't think the, the Jedi time, are going away. I like that idea. The thing is that I don't understand is how are we going to wrap up this trilogy now in one more movie? Because it feels like, whereas in the Emperor Strikes Back, you knew what was happening. Okay, well, the bad guys are really hurt, or the good guys are really hurt. They don't know what's gonna, what's go, how they're gonna come out of this. But you're looking and you're like, okay, yeah, Luke. No, and we just found out Darth Vader is his father. How in the world are we gonna do that? Luke's getting, you know, he got a hand fixed or whatever, so now he's got to do a hand. But we know, okay, now they gotta go get Han Solo. They gotta rescue him, and then. He's going to have to like learn how to be yeah. better in the Force, and then he's going to have to fight Darth Vader, and, and that's what needs to happen. But but they didn't know what they were going to do as Rebels. Like, you know, They were limping away. At the end of Episode 9, like, the audience is limping away, like eight, literally like not knowing, eight. what the heck? Like I don't know what's going to happen. Episode 8. I have no idea. Oh, episode 8. I have no idea what, yeah. where the story is well, going to go. Let's, before we the start only thing I can think about Episode 9, let's, let's try to get through the rest of this. Um, so, um, so, so we get another reveals where uh, we find out that Ray's parents are nobody. Kylo tells her that um, you know, look, you know, it's true. <laughs> Makes her say it, you know, which um, it's kind of interesting. But uh, her parents are nobody. That she was basically left there to, um, to, you know, she was sold for drinking money, is what he said, um, and that they were just junkards on the planet as well. Um, do you, in a pauper's grave in Jakku. In a pauper's grave in Jakku. So, do you guys believe that or no? I mean, you I think I do. I I kind of do, but it's. I bet it'll be a question everyone asks for the next two years because consider the source. He's telling her what she, he feels she needs to hear to get her to come to his side. Yeah. So, will he be? Is he willing to say anything to manipulate her to join him? Because she's not nobody to him. To him, she is somebody. Um, so either that was a it was a, it was a compelling argument yeah, when he makes, said you're nobody def- you don't she matter believed it. she believed he said it. I but not to it, me but... and I was like I I was like holy crap I honestly don't know like she very well might go with him I didn't know yeah. this could go either way yeah but I and I like it's also interesting how the way I see Kylo is it's but well I'll talk okay just go Brian I'll talk about it at the end well, Chad, Chad was trying to say something. No, I just I like that she. That's no, not important. What Chad was saying. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, so anyway, <laughs> I, I tend to believe it. I don't know how you could go back now and change it. You know how JJ would say, "Okay, well, he was lying, and here's true. what it really is." But um, so uh, then you get the uh, 
you know that that cool scene where they're kind of battling over the lightsaber, trying to force pull it to them, and then um, and then Kablooey, the lightsaber uh, splits in two and blows up. So that's the end of that lightsaber. You know um, that that's gone. You know another question we never got answered either was you know was Maz Maz's uh, story of how she got the lightsaber. That's still something uh, yeah. that I want answered. But um, anyway. Um, and again, I feel like that's kind of one of those, another Ryan Johnson thing where like, okay, yeah, well don't care about lightsabers anymore either. And about the history of the lightsabers, because those don't matter either. Um, that's kind of the vibe that I got from that. Um, but anyway, so then we get the great scene with, uh, Holdo. She sees the transport ships are getting blown up. She turns the cruiser around, hits it into light speed, um, and flies into Snoke's ship, and that was a really cool scene. How they like, they did it, you know, silent, monochromatic. Yeah, it was like black and white. It was silent. There was no noise. Like you didn't hear it crashing into it. Um, you could hear, you could hear like a pin drop, you know, in in the audience. Except for like the gas was like, oh, you know. I mean, that was really, yeah, really cool. That was that was a great scene, and so I mean, Ryan Johnson obviously has some great movie making, you know, skills there because that that was one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Um, it's kind of breathtaking. So, uh, Chad, what did you think of that scene? I agree. That was fun. I liked it. That's yeah. <laughs> fun. Um, so, and she goes out, you know, on on a cool note as well. Like I said, I think she was a great character. So. Um, after we see that blast, then we see Finn fight uh, Phasma. Um, I've heard some say that... Back again, again, back to the really, really like, okay, you're just taking advantage. Like, you're a second ago, you're like, I don't care what anybody in Star Wars thinks. I'm going to do this. And now you're relying on a Star Wars fans to just swallow the really un like plausible idea that, okay, everyone's dead except... Oh, yeah. Poe and Rose, I, and here's yeah. a starship that's right over here untouched, and also the guys that were just standing over you, getting ready to kill you, they're walking at you out of the smoke from the opposite yeah. side in formation. That was a little, like, okay. Yeah. That was a little okay. iffy. There was, it was like Let's a whole like battalion like there when they were about to yeah. get killed, and then they all disappeared. I did notice that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we get to see Phasma and Finn fight. Um, you know... Whatever. They could have just had Phasma come out of the wreckage, you know, a little bit banged up, get ready to fight. But instead, they had all the stormtroopers there, and then had to show the fact that BB-8 can somehow get up into yeah. an ATAT walker and control it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the BB-8 in the in the ad at. Um, I thought that was kind of cheesy, personally. But again, I mean, you had you had Ewoks, you know, and walkers in Return of the Jedi, and. So, so there's some cheesiness allowed, I guess. But um, what did you guys think of the Phasma Finn fight? She went down like a punk. <laughs> so, Jade, is uh, she, J- Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Oh, I was okay. gonna say, or you might be saying the same thing. He? he he really wants to get rid of some of these characters. Yeah. Well, he also did say today or the other day that uh, who knows? Not saying that she is still alive, but Phasma's kind of like the Kenny of South Park. Oh, come on, they can't bring her back. So, and then she's like, think about it. She fell in that fire. She's like in a chrome suit. I mean, she would have cooked in that thing. Come on now. Did you see the laser bolt deflected off of her when she got shot by Rose? It did. Mm -hmm. It did. It did. I did like this. I mean, I, I, it was cheesy a little bit, but I liked the scene where 
Finn comes up behind her. Hey. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's gone. Um, and then, uh, they, uh, Finn and that was, Hey, that's that. I did like that part. Cause that's part of his arc where she's like, you'll always be scum. And he says, rebel scum. Yeah. Well, you notice they brought like, the rebel, I'm term a rebel back too. They're kind of, yeah. they went away from the resistance Resistant term and started rebel using the rebel scum. term. But, um, so they fly back to, uh, well, they fly to crate, um, Rose and Finn and, um, so, so when they crash landed back on the crate, you know, I kind of, <laughs> my friend leaned over to me and he's like, ah, oh, so that was all for nothing because their whole mission was a failure. It yeah, was like, failed. no, yeah. So anyway, um, so they're on crate. There was that cool scene, uh, where Leia's like, you know, she has that, her jacket or whatever that thing is. And she's kind of looking, we saw it in the trailers, but you know, that was kind of a cool scene. I always, I like to see it again in the movie. Um, got to see the crystal foxes. Um, and then, uh, you have the crate battle and then, um, you see Chewbacca shows up with, uh, Ray is, that was cool. And, uh, they're blasting it's always away. cool to see a millennium Falcon fight or flight fight battle, man. It was basically like, that was, that was their version of, in my opinion, the, M- the Empire Strikes Back's asteroid field scene where, I just I was back like yes I love this I love this Poe or a Finn knows that's Ray so he's super excited and happy um, I just thought it was awesome and then Ray's in the gunner seat and it really does show you know you've always heard you know you need a co-pilot and Hans you know always flying flown the Millennium Falcon you know it could be flown by itself but Chewbacca yeah he's a he's a he's a really good pilot himself uh, I think that's the first time we ever got to see Chewbacca by himself really like doing some some really good flying yeah. what uh so what'd you guys let's back up here that scene where uh kylo's on the floor hux comes in sees snoke is dead and like he kind of like starts to draw his, his gun out yeah his, his blaster out a little bit and then sees kylo wake up and he's like up oh, kind of puts it back put that way. i thought that was a great back. scene yeah so obviously <laughs> like he was gonna make sure he was dead right yeah, oh he was gonna kill him yeah it's my opportunity yeah. <laughs> And it was all crap. He's he's awake. Never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never mind. And then he gets forced. Uh, so that was a cool scene. Saying, You're but the uh, so th- and man, then you see, yeah, that's that is basically in in a very short moment, uh, Kylo's christening. Basically, he's the supreme leader now by sheer force. Yeah, and and intimidation. Yeah, well, and he tells Hux that you know when Hux mm-hmm. is like the supreme leader, and he pretty much you know he's choking him, well, telling him he's the supreme leader, leader now. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, so we're going to fast forward here. You know, you have the crate battle. You have Finn. You know, he's going to sacrifice himself into that, that uh, gun. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Can't, can't skip over this part. I, I wanted to say I've been waiting, waiting for this part. And it's, it might sound bad, but I kind of wanted Finn to die. Well, here. hang on. Let me let me get to that. He's going to sacrifice what? himself. You're talking about that part. He's, yeah, you were just talking about I know, that. I didn't That's why I started talking. It. I didn't get to finish it. So yeah, the yeah the cannon, the um, the battering ram cannon. He's headed for it, and um, yeah, I mean with the music and everything, I thought I thought he was gonna do it. I thought now they're gonna kill off, they're gonna kill off Finn. He's gone, and um, yeah, I mean it. I would have been okay if they did it because of the way he went out. Like that would have been like a true sacrifice. 
Uh, but then obviously Rose comes and, and knocks him out. So go ahead, Dave. You wanted it him to die. Uh, I mean, there, it wasn't like I <clears throat> I didn't want him like to see Finn die. But there was a part where I when, when it was when he was doing it, yeah. and at very at the last moment when he closes his eyes, I'm thinking, this is like this is like I guess the term beautiful comes to mind, where his whole arc yeah. of his story yeah. now. He was a deserter. He was a he was afraid running. Now he's all the way till he was telling he was you know you saw Rose smile when he said we got to take out that cannon. Like this is a different Finn. Now he's like let's stop the the new order or the first order. Let's fight him. We can't run. And he's finally to that point, And now he's got an opportunity to sacrifice himself to save them. And the whole idea of he hasn't seen Ray yet. I mean he knows he's there. He's close. But if he would have died sacrificing, imagine like the emotional weight of Ray getting there and finding that out and everything. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not glad he's still alive, but it is. It's good to know that he's to that point, though. Oh, he's yeah. a, he's, yeah, he's he's completely about faced, and he really. I mean, he fought Phasma really good too. I mean, he got pushed off the thing, but he's a good fighter. We knew that from. The fact that he, you know, somewhat, you know, held off Kylo for a little bit. Yeah. But he's a trained soldier. He knows how to fight with that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's just a reminder, Finn's not like a pushover, you know. Yeah. Just because he's been running doesn't mean he can't hold his own. Chad, did you think uh, Finn was going to die there? Yeah, kind of the same. For a split second, I was like, oh, they're really going to do it. Like, I mean, they've already done some crazy things. They killed Snoke just a minute ago and... Didn't care about him, so that would have been be a way more important to death to me. Off a main character, you know, in, in mm-hmm. that would be huge. Mm-hmm. And I thought, kind of like Dave was saying, it would complete his story. It would be, I would have been disappointed, and everyone would have been mad. Look at Ryan Johnson; he's ruining Star Wars. He killed off Finn in the second Kill movie. Him everybody, but if he had done it, it would have been. And part of me kind of wishes he would have just because it it made a statement. But I, again, I am glad that's that how I felt. Around. That's what I mean by yeah. that's oh, what I, I mean by wanted him to die. Right. Well, and then yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. When Rose, you know, saves him, I thought Rose died. You know, when she actually kisses him, says I love you, like she's like yeah. slumps Save over and like love. oh she's dead. But then like the, you know they pull her in the hangar yeah, and like she just hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, where's that lady that that healed uh, healed Chewie in the first movie? Yeah. Bring her back over here and say nice things and run so that thing scary. over her body and make her feel make her better. So, um, so scary. You must have been so scared. <laughs> so, uh, so we had that scene, um, and then we have um, you know Kylo comes down with uh, with the First Order and the Walkers. He's up in his uh, his shuttle, and then um, the the Resistance has been calling out to everybody. To see if they can have someone come and, and help them out. That was out. so sad. And nobody, they hear them, but nobody comes and answers the call. Um, mm-hmm. So, which, you know, Leia says, well, it's because there's no spark anymore. Everyone's lost hope. And then we have Luke Skywalker enter the room. And everyone in the theater was like, how did he get there? Which I was one of mm-hmm. them. Like, how the heck did he get there? Um, immediately, I mean, we all thought he'd. he'd got his x-wing right like he pulled his right. x-wing out mm-hmm. um so anyway <coughs> excuse me we see a great moment him sit down with leia um you know just to see mark hamill and, and carrie fisher together was cool because obviously we know um 
what happened to Carrie. But um, but to see them get to say goodbye um, was really cool. A great moment. Um, he gives her and they used they yeah like you're about to say they used Han as like a yeah. surrogate to say goodbye to Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I feel he, he's kind of apologizing for for Han and for for Ben. Gives her the um, the dice and uh, and then um, you know he says I have to I have to confront Kylo. Yeah, and uh, so I thought it was a cool scene. He's kind of like saying you hear that. Carrie Fisher wrote that scene. She she did, did she the really? rewrites on that particular scene. It's really good. I think that was one of the best scenes, you know, and, and kind of... Like, I like that. I know what you're going to say. It's my hair. I changed my hair. Right. Yeah. She wrote no, that. that was funny. But, um, but you know, so now, we're Brian, thinking... Well, hang on. So we're thinking that they're, they're, he's really there, obviously, and, and it's kind of cool to see him basically kind of like say, you know, I have to... Basically saying I have to go kill your son now. You know what I mean? And... She's like, I know there's no hope for him, and that, that was a great scene. No one's ever there? truly gone, though. So, so you didn't think anything about his hair being brown again? I just thought, and all short? I thought, no, because you're like, you're kind of like in the moment, and I thought, well, he just he's like Jedi'd up now. You know what I mean? Like he's. I immediately noticed it, and I said, "Yeah, why would he die? I can understand cutting it, <laughs> but why would he dye it?" I I saw that it was like that, but I thought he's Jedi'd up. Like, I was so happy to see. Well, I thought he was a ghost. I was so happy to see. I thought he. So I didn't. I didn't care. He could have come in naked. I thought. I thought he was a Force ghost as soon as he came in. But what got me was that everyone else saw him, not just. Okay, so here's the question I I want to ask you. Wait a second. That's weird. Yeah, everyone saw because they established this. This is what I'm talking about when earlier when we first started mentioning it. How they're setting something yeah. up for the end. Let me ask you. They this established thing. that you can't see the surroundings. Yeah. You can just when see he, the person. When he winked to see three PO, I mm-hmm. didn't think about this till the second time I saw it, and I was driving home. When he winked to see three PO, do you think three PO knew? Like, could somehow tell because he's not human and he's a droid? Could somehow no. tell that he was? I think that was just him. I think that was just him acknowledging C three PO like. Hey, yeah, C-3PO. He's not, winks at him. Luke I got is this. He's not doing the same thing that Kylo and Ray were doing. Like, it's not no, the no, same no. mind connection. This is a force projection. Oh, no, no, no. I know that. I know that. Yeah. But I, I thought I, maybe... Well, I'm saying... But Dave because is, you don't I know how, like, a droid... The fact that he thinks it's similar. Yeah, but... You... No, I think it is. Similar to what? I think it is. I think it's very... I think it's the same thing no, that was happening. Yeah, it's what... It's what Kylo... No, says. listen... Listen, it's what Kylo, Kylo and Ray were doing. It is what they were doing, Chad. It's on a grander Chad. scale. Yes, that's exactly what I'm setting up because <laughs> Kylo, Kylo when, says when she first this, would, when she first does die. it, yeah, you couldn't do this; it would kill right. you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't be doing this on your own. So, like, let Ryan get to the end of it, and then I want to talk about no, what. My... So it is the same thing, but okay. but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if three PO because you don't know how they can what, what if they can see different things. You know what I mean? Because they're they're droids, and if they can see, yes, yeah, see, I want to I want to talk about this, but I feel like well, you, I'm just you saying. Keep, every time I try to do it, you're like, no, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So you want to talk about it all up. now, or do you want to get to the end of all the right, so, story and then so talk the about it? Next question though is, do you think Leia knew that Luke wasn't really there? Yes, as, sh- as soon as he tried to touch her hand, because no, he he's did not touch there her hand. Touch her hand. I don't think he did. He did. Well, he put I the he, he put the dice in her hand. Right, and yes. those disappeared too. 
at the end, right? Well, so at here's why end, I th- once he once Kylo picked them up off yeah, the floor. Yeah, here's why I think she knew because she left the dice there. So like if they were real dice and she knew they were real, like she would have taken them with them with her. But she knew that that was just the force. I thought opinion. she left that there on purpose for Kylo. Nah. That's not the way I That's what it. I thought. But anyway, so Well, I, that's why I thought. I mean, why else is why else did they have the scene where he goes in and finds him there? I thought she left him there on purpose cuz she knew he would be yeah. he would come through there. Well, I have to wait know, for Ryan if, to tell. If she us. thought Luke was really there, why how would she think that she just thought Luke would die? If she thought Luke was really there, she left him there for Kylo cuz Kylo's going to win. Kylo, I don't think she thought Luke was going to kill him. I think she knew Luke had to confront him, but I don't think so she thought he was going to kill him. The only other option would have been Luke would have died. So I think she, she left just, him well, there just because she knew they would I'll disappear. I'll dice here for my son when he eventually wins. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I just don't think that. All right, so let's move forward. Um, you know, so Luke goes out to, to meet Kylo. Um I mean, we don't need need a play-by-play, but I mean, I thought it was cool. You know, fire every missile we have on him. What you guys? So, think Brian, of the, let me a- think of the brush off though. I thought it was cool, like but it? let me ask you this, Brian. So, you at this point, you still think he's there, right? Yes. So you didn't think it was weird that he had Anakin's lightsaber? I did think it was weird. Point. Listen to me. I thought I noticed it right away. Like, why does he have the blue lightsaber? But again, I didn't care. Luke Skywalker yeah. was there fighting. About so, to like, fight. I didn't care. I could care less. I wanted to see Luke fight. So, at no, my, at, I thought he was there. But I did. When I, did I saw the that lightsaber, lightsaber. But I, I thought they would just explain that later. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't. Uh, yeah. So, so you guys were cool with the brush off. What did you think of the brush off, Chad? So it was cool. Yeah, it was. It you was. Liked it? it was a clever antagonistic way to be like, "Yeah, come at me." All right. So then, uh, so then it was cool too when Kylo lands. Um, so you know, some great looking shots. We never got to see them obviously fight with the lightsabers because, or you know, connect the lightsabers because he oh. Luke wasn't there. Um, I do want to interject this one thing I forgot, yeah. Brian. That was really a favorite line, is when Kylo screamed. Blow that hunk of junk out of the sky, oh, the like just yeah, no, that was his cool. dad. The memories yeah. that I mean, that was just like yes, like I can feel <laughs> his. Says, Man, they really hate that ship. They hate yeah. that ship. No, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, but those are like awesome throwbacks to Han, in my opinion. Like that's he's always going to live on yep. in that ship. So I'm glad they didn't destroy it. Yep. And then so um, so one of the things um, that people caught was when when. Luke says, you know, I failed you. And, you know, he's like, I don't care. He makes some, like, smart, smart eight comment back, Kylo does, or too bad or something like that, or it's too late. But uh, that that comment, I failed you, that was obviously Ben said that to Anakin um, on Mustafar. So that was a throwback there. Um, But, um, you know, the whole scene was cool. Uh, I didn't even pick up. So did you pick up then, Dave, when – Kylo would slide, and you'd see the the salt move, but Luke yeah, didn't. The, the salt didn't yep. move under I didn't. his feet. Yep. I didn't. I didn't notice yep. it. Um, but uh, I wasn't watching for that. I guess. So at the end of that whole scene, um, you know, Kylo realizes that Luke's not there, and Luke says, "See you around, kid." Or first he says, "You know, well, I'll he be, gives, yeah, I'll he gives be him the Obi Wan." Huh? 
He gives him the Obi Wan line, basically. Well, no, I'll see if you, you around. Strike me down in anger. Yeah, he's, he gives him that. Um, just like your father. So it was almost kind of like I'll yes. haunt you, like your father does. Is the way I took that. Um, but uh, but then he says, "I'll you know see you around, kid," and that's a Han Solo line as well. So it was kind of like one last dig as he's leaving, you know. Well, I also feel like that's kind of a unless we. God forbid, lose Mark Hamill. I think we're going to see him. Oh, as a force ghost. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, but anyways. I think we're going to see him with Ben. Like, I, I think it's good. there's going to be a lot of that stuff with Ben. Yeah. So he sets up, though, Kylo. you know, right before he leaves, he, he says, you know, Kylo's saying, you know, everything, you know, the resistance is lost and the Jedi are done and blah, blah, blah. And, and Luke's saying everything you just said is wrong. You know the the resistant the war is just beginning. Um, he says he's not the last Jedi, and obviously he's referring to Ray. And we get a shot of Ray lifting the rocks and letting everybody through. Um, and then uh, you know then he disappears. So you know and we'll talk about that at the end. But I I, I took that as as the Jedi aren't going to go away. Um, no, but what did you think, Brian? What was your both of your reactions when it sh- went to the scene of Luke levitating above the rock? I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, okay, let mm-hmm. me let me back up. I was like, "That's cool," but then I was also disappointed because I wanted to like I wanted him to really, really be, be there. there and really fight and see like with the lightsaber. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know so that's I that, get, that that goes into all my stuff because with Luke and my, how my son said, I was going to die. And I added, I think he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. We're going to see everything he can do. And now I wanted to see Luke with a lightsaber actually physically yeah. fighting. I wanted that so bad. I, I would have loved to have seen him use force lightning like Chad was talking about. <laughs> use the force. and But they, they reconfigured what you can do with the force in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So they established with Kylo and Ray. Okay. Are you seeing like, it's, it's almost like something that Kylo hadn't done before. And he's like, this is interesting. It's like, you can't be doing this though. Cause it would kill you. And he's like, can you see right. my surroundings? Says I can't see yours. So watching it the second time, I realized, holy crap. Like Luke is not only doing that, but he is making everyone there yeah. see him. Every single person there, even the droid, can see him. He's using so much of the force, which shows when he's crawling back up on that rock, sweating and shaking. He's using so much force power to do that. He's in everyone's head. Every single person there, he's touching them with the force. He's he connecting see, with their... He can see the surroundings of where he's projecting himself. Yes, he's there. He walks up to Leia. Every single person can see him. Like, when I realized that, and I realized they did set that up on purpose by saying that line, that would kill you if you were doing this. He was doing, like, infinite times more that. And not, you know, not just with one person. And so, when I realized that, I was like, holy crap, like, that was... It's not what I expected, because I didn't know you could do that with the Force. But now knowing what it is and how apparently hard it is to do that, which which we you know for you know well, kill you. Snoke was helping them, it would kill you. <laughs> and Luke, and it did it did kill Luke, but he did way more oh, yeah. than what would have killed a normal untrained yep. force user. So um, 
so you know the resistance gets away um or the rebels now i guess they're called you know they're on the falcon but yeah so that scene when you know when luke dies you know i i didn't know he was gonna die until like i see him like looking at the two sons and i was like i said out loud i was like no and then (laughs) sure enough well yeah because he doesn't have two sons that was a vision which i didn't realize is it yeah did you read that in the book or i think it had two Uh, sons let me see it, it, it never sons? showed two sons before that moment, but that doesn't it didn't. Really it mean it didn't. It but now that I'm, it didn't say it didn't. So I thought it was yeah. a vision, and but I anyway. actually read on the internet it was a vision. But I'm reading the book, and it says the sons of Octu so mark another dawn on a world where little ever changes. Octu stands apart from the rest of the galaxy, a peaceful oasis where the daily struggles are trans. Blah, blah, blah. So did you guys so, think though that? So I just let me. What was your action when he died? I was like, oh man, yeah, like oh. I mean, it was, yep. it's cool the way he went, peaceful, like Ray said, mm-hmm. not in pain, but it's like, oh, man. It's like you lost a friend, right? Like, oh. I was hoping he'd be here for the next one. Yeah, like, I, like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the Force. So just like Yoda was there, he could be there with Ray or with Ben or whoever. But it's not. It's, it's, but it's not the same. You know, I mean, Force Ghost isn't the no. same. I mean, to me, no. it's like I was like, "Oh man, it's it's over." Yeah, Luke's, it Luke's is weird done. though. It is weird though. Now that you know that Force Ghost can call down lightning, like <laughs> what else can a Force Ghost do? Yeah. Um. All right. So then, you know, the end of the movie it was kind of weird. We never seen an ending of a Star Wars movie like this, where you know you think when they all fly away on the Falcon, like this is going to be it. You saw the books. You saw her. You saw yeah. Poe or Finn open the drawer, and there no, were all the, the books there. But but you kind of thought that was going to be the end when they're all flying away on the Falcon, and then it cuts to this scene with the the orphan slave kids, you know, back on Canto Bight. Yeah, and it was kind of cool, like, like the legend of Lord, the legend of Luke reborn. Skywalker, and they're kind of mm-hmm. telling the story. I I, I like that because that that shows you Luke. It worked, you know. Luke sparked the um, or lit the spark mm-hmm. of hope again, spark or whatever. Hope. But uh, then, you know, you see the kid go outside after they get yelled at, and he force pulls the broom to him, and everyone's like, oh. And then uh, and then he's kind of looking off into space and holds the broom kind of like a lightsaber. Um, do you, do you look at, did you look at the shadow? Not no, the kid, the but shadow. the shadow that the kid casts. It looks very similar to an Anakin Skywalker, kid Anakin kid. Skywalker. Like if I you look at the that. shadow, it looks like he's holding a lightsaber and he's staring. He's kind yeah. of his legs are set apart. It looks very reminiscent to the. There's, I think there were. It wasn't in the movies, but there were art, either posters or something, where Kid Anakin is standing on Tatooine and the shadow of Darth Vader's on on one of the huts. Yeah, it, I remember that poster. That yeah. Vibe off. yeah. Um, but th- I've heard some people complain, not to jump ahead, that oh, so now anybody can be a can be force user now, huh? It's not just. Well, no, like anybody so, in the world can do it, which I don't well, agree with because if you go to the Clone Wars, you didn't have to have any kind no. of bloodline to be a Force user. There were well, and that's one thing they established too in this movie is that the Skywalkers were no one too when they started. They were they came from nothing. They came from slaves. The way it's always you been know? to me is that you can be a Force user. And not be a Jedi. It's just all the Jedi is 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 a religion that trained. yeah trains you and helps you hone your force ability. That's all that is. You know what right. I mean? So 
So, yeah. So, I mean, if this kid, you know. Do you think, do either of you think there's a possibility that this was a subtle hint to the next trilogy? Not with this kid. I know some people are saying maybe this kid's going to be in the new ones. I don't think so. It may not be that specific kid, but it may give insight to a new generation of younglings from all over the place. And maybe you start with some younglings and actually go through the whole steps of them. And maybe it's not to be a Jedi. Maybe it's just to learn the Force. All right, so let's. Uh, so here's my final thoughts, and you guys give yours. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, I, I I'm a little disappointed we didn't get you know the answer to Snoke and how did Maz get the lightsaber. Um, I'm okay with the raised parents thing. I'm okay with Snoke being dead. Um, overall, I mean, I thought it was it was a great movie. I'm a little apprehensive about where the story is going. I have no idea what to expect for Episode Nine. I do think that the Jedi will continue because she does have the books and because Luke said that he is not the last Jedi, basically inferring that Ray is a Jedi or will be a Jedi. Um, so, you know, in my mind, the Jedi did not end. So, yeah. I, well, they played, they, they played with hope a lot in this movie and basically in a nutshell, Luke had lost his and found it again. You know, like R2 tried to get it, tried to rem- remind him about, Leia, you know, when she said that, used the word hope, and she was talking about the sparks gone out, and then he came back and basically restored hope again. You know, he was a new hope in the in episode four, and now he kind of passed on the torch while ju- you know jump starting hope again for this new generation. And so, I I do feel like with what you're saying, I feel the same way about the answers just flippantly like guess what you know the, the answers don't really matter and we're going into out of episode eight kind of like okay so we know kylo is unhinged and he's you know he's he can't be redeemed you know leia said it herself my son's gone i i realize that now he's gone and basically the scene where kylo sees ray again through the force like they had been snoke's dead so it's not snoke doing it they see each other yeah. and he looks at her, she looks at him, and then she closes the door. Basically like, bye. That was the that was the last, you know, you're gone. And that's when I realized, you know, you had Vader, who was always trying, you know, once he found out about Luke, he's trying to get his son to turn. He was conflicted. He found out about his kids, and eventually he was turned back. Now you got Kylo, who killed his father. Um, in this next movie, we're not going to have Leia. Kylo's going to be alone. At this point, I mean, at, at this point, we don't know anything. He he reached out to Ray. He wanted someone. He even said please, didn't he, to her? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she didn't. And there's part, because you talked about it, Brian, where I think it was you last episode where he basically, you know, Snoke was the one that welcomed him in. He felt kind of like abandoned. And he's got nothing now. And except for his hatred. And his rage. And he Ray turned him down. And basically, to me, that was kind of them, like their last moment. And I kind of feel like where the next movie goes, it has to be, whereas this movie was right up to the back of Episode 7, I feel like this one has to be years in the future. Like, Kylo's way more darker now. Ray has been trained more. Maybe there's even some more people. Leia has passed in between those times, and they're going to address that and everything. Yeah. 
And that's how it's going to make sense that the story goes somewhere else because there's stuff. And and then just like Disney has been doing, they're going to put some stuff in between to bridge that gap um, and explain what happens. Because I'm assuming it makes sense that Ray's going to train people too. You know, she's not going to fail Luke like Kyle failed him. Because that's what Yoda was saying. You, you weren't listening to me. I said to pass on what you've learned. And just because failure happens, that's a part of what you teach. You don't just shut yourself off because you fail. You use that to teach people and learn. And so that was like the basically the thing that Yoda says. I know you need to keep teaching people. So now the fact that, that they're suppressing and outgrowing us and going beyond us, that's just part of being a master. And so they have their little moment there. And so now Ray is going to take that knowledge that she took in all those books and teach. So maybe we'll have more than, you know, he said, you know, I'm no longer the last Jedi. So it's Ray. But it would make sense if years passed, which I really see that it has to. Because she still needs to. Because there's not really a story. She's she's not that strong. And that's another thing, too. Yeah, she's definitely going to have training. And I think she's going to learn it from the books herself. Because there's well, no one to teach well, her. Luke, as a force goes. Luke can come back. Yoda can well, come true. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. But, um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, they still establish that whole thing of, cause I, I think it was, who was it, Brian Altano, uh, Chad, that said, you know, remember, Luke spent like three days with like a little floaty ball and then blew up the Death Stars and all right. of the, fought Darth Vader. Right. So, you know, there's a history of fast learners in the Force. Yeah. Chad, what's your final thoughts, man? I uh, I like it. There are some things that I was still a little disappointed at, which I knew a little bit more when it comes to backstory of some characters that I feel like they really set up and they didn't do that, but I've come to terms with that. I'm okay with Ryan Johnson's interpretation of Star Wars, and I'm excited to see where where it continues. Um, it's, it's not what I thought it would be, and that's okay. And that's okay. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Hey, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you listening. It's late, and uh, you know, I think our next couple podcasts. You know, we definitely need to um, give some of our thoughts on what could happen or should happen on episode nine. Not that anybody cares about our thoughts anymore uh, as fans. For episode nine already. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know definitely need to hit some of what Ryan Johnson has been saying as to some of his reasoning for some of the things that he did. Um, I think that'll give us some insight into the story as well. I'm sure Dave's going to get some info from that visual dictionary um, and see what else we got. So in the meantime, hope you're still enjoying Star Wars. I think, uh, like I said, it, you know, everything has to change. And, and I think ultimately, I think uh, once you give it some time to process um it's some good changes it's just different different so yeah see it again see it again uh yeah you definitely need to see it again until next week have a great week and we'll talk to you later move along may the force be with you always thank you
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Ramp Podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Star Wars Ramp Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Don't get too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.